Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hell yeah. Mm. We mm. live. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Let's go. I uh, keep waiting uh. for one of you guys to jump on it. Fuck Nambler. Oh, man. I got, I got, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Ooh. Don't talk about it. There go. What could be better than <laughs> fire? I agree. By the what way, what could be better than the F word and the name <sighs> of a group who I would assume are not in good standing with the employees of YouTube? Yeah, yeah I doubt it. I still have been meaning to check out their documentary. Is there one? Uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to watch. It came out in the seventies. Th- that they produced. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be slanted in their favor, obviously. Exactly. Like, the South Park episode was enough. Well, but what I heard, and I think we talked about this at length on here a couple of years ago, but what I heard is that it's so bad that, like, prior to this, some of these dudes, these Nambla guys, were, like, kind of wrapped up in the overall, like, gay rights movement and were sort of, like, being tolerated because it was sort of being viewed as, like, part of an overall let's expand the idea of what's okay sexually mind state, right? But then that documentary came out, there was this public outcry, and then like everybody in the gay community was like, no, we can't have anything to do with these Nambla guys. I mean, I think it's a good marketing strategy right? for the homosexual community to distance themselves from Pedialyte. Hard to imagine that they would have had that association in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were going to say Pedialyte. You I like that. That's, yeah, a, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a good one. Especially during the first five minutes of the podcast, you definitely got to say Pedialyte. But, like, on top of that... Nimbla. 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 Nimblo. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Nimblo, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> I just... My kid just found out about Pikachu, so that's her first Pokemon. Fire. She'd be like, Pika, Pika. Yeah. Wow. Pikachu. Which apparently means electric mouse in Japanese. Really? Yeah, which when I learned that, I was like... Okay, it makes, it makes sense. sense. Yeah, but isn't that crazy to imagine that to us, this Pokemon has this fun, exciting name, right? And to them, it's Electric Mouse. Yeah, I guess, or maybe Pikachu sounds cool to them in a way that it doesn't sound cool to us. Yeah, Electric Mouse, I'd be like, ah. Well, my kid is just off the wall. She walks up, she looks at the phone. I'm battling a Snorlax, and she says, Pikachu. <laughs> You should have chose Pikachu. And I'm like, I have really failed you as a father. That you can't tell the difference yet. <laughs> Snorlax is lit. He's gigantic. Yeah, he just gets to sleep all day. I'm, I'm, I, hey, I'm just gonna say. Flacco right kind of looked like Snorlax. Looking. <laughs> oh lord. 
AD, if you don't uh, get on this diet program, you might have some Snorlax vibes you know, coming off. I just, man, I've been on it, man. I just started again. Man. You just told me, though, that you could actually not be on the medication that you previously got on if you just get in better shape. So to me, that would be like the most motivating no. thing. Well, yeah, but like you have to, they have to give you little bit by little bit. Right. You just can't, you just can't get off of it. But like now I'm determined. I'm like, I don't want to be on medication forever. Mm. I want to, you know what I'm saying, lose a little weight. There's got to be side effects, right? There's always side effects. Mm. With one, like, n tired, like crazy. Impotence. Impotence, yeah, okay. Homosexuality. No, not that one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. NAMBLA membership. I mean, <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. Spe speaking of NAMBLA, your most recent interview drop. Oh, my God. And we're in a rare position where the interview that dropped today has been seen by both of my co-hosts the same day that we're doing the live show. That was never an opportunity with House Phone. Let's be totally honest. And it's just usually like if you guys are going to watch it, it's like it's not urgent. Like you're going to watch it immediately. So this is actually very good. I mean, you did preface it by saying this is one of the when you when you send it to us, you're like, this is one of the most like. What was the word you used? You said it's the most controversial. Con no, no, it was like like yeah. one of the most off the hook pieces of content. Just the craziest the thing ever. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be real with you, like I found out about Mr. Girl because I saw like a white grievance panel, I believe it was called. It was basically like a debate or a conversation with a bunch of different creators about the idea of like, is it okay for white people to declare that they're proud of being white or like to talk about anti-white bias which is kind of like a taboo thing because it's like like most people would like not even want to acknowledge that that's a thing at all but i mean there are some situations in which like as a white person you kind of might feel like you're getting the short end of the stick right so this is like a panel to have the conversation about how much that is a real thing right and he just straight up was like aggrieved about the fact that he's not allowed to be proud of being white and every other race is. And I just, I couldn't believe the fact that he was taking this position publicly because this is such a unpopular opinion. But I there's guess. a whole contingent of society that's that, that's going to instantly resonate Exactly. With, like. And that's why I was so interested. And I'm like, wow, this is a guy who's really not scared to just say how he actually feels in his fucking gut. So yeah, he, like, he was, he was like, he was strange. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing that struck me. And although I, Flacco definitely came in really hot. And when you do that, you kind of... It's and speaking of hot, I just want to send a big, big shout-out to my boys at Fashion Nova because they're the ones who supplied the socks and the Birkenstocks. Fashion Nova Birkenstocks, there you go. There it is. Caught my socks. Anyway, what were you saying? Serving the block in my Fashion Nova Birkenstocks. What? Ooh. Come on, come on. He just did it again. With that being said, um, I feel like... When you come in hot like that, it may, it, you're not making the guests feel comfortable enough to potentially put themselves on a lot more blast. It was which just you like the 16 him. shot him thing. Yeah. Where he's just calling him a clout chaser in the 16 interview. And then in the Mr. Girl thing, it's like, listen, this is clearly a guy who has some weird ideas about underage girls, let's say. Dude, Flacco literally asked the dude, are you attracted to 10-year-old girls? Right. And he said, I'd, I'd rather not answer that question. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, it's over. Like, that's my whole problem. You're with, a J-cat. That's I mean, my like, problem with the way the interview went is I have real questions. Like, I really wanted to figure out the answers to these things. And if you're going to get honest answers, you're just not going to get there by, like, declaring them a pedophile, you know? Then he's like, yeah, I'm totally attracted to 17-year-old girls. 
Yeah. I'm totally. He, he definitely did not want to cede an inch of ground in that argument. <laughs> he was just like, yes, I am. Like, fuck it. Like, you, you have to, when, when you're interviewing people like that, you have to not co-sign them, but make it seem like you're not repulsed by what they're saying. Yeah. So they'll go deeper into it. That's right? like an like, interviewer technique. I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's, it's like there's a certain art to it as an interviewer where the person you're interviewing could be saying the most crazy off the wall thing on earth. And you're just sort of like nodding. You're not saying, mm-hmm. Because if you said, mm-hmm, that would kind of infer that you agree with them. Right. But you're saying, I follow. Okay. You know, like that's what your goal kind of is as an interviewer is to get the person to open up. Now to like, just, Flacco just, Flacco has such a layup in front of him right there because it should be so easy to make yourself look virtuous when you're having a conversation with a guy who's kind of like his whole career is based on putting out the ugliest sides of his personality and right. talking about it. But Flacco kind of managed to take the L from my perspective and a lot of people in the comments because he was just so aggressive and so unwilling to like hear out the substance of what this dude is talking about. And then you wind up just ruining the whole situation because essentially, think about it like this. If it's a police interrogation and you're a police officer interrogating somebody. You're going to be like, yep. Yeah, yeah what yeah. do you do? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're nice you're as like, fuck ah. to them. Yeah, you, you buy them a Wendy's sandwich so that they'll fucking talk, you know? And I'm not saying that Mr. Girl is equivalent to an actual criminal in this situation. Oh, for sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's... For sure, I think he right. definitely has a cuties movie on a. He went on a repeat. No, but he, he actually, said they were hot. Yeah. Okay, but then at the same time, his argument is that cuties shouldn't exist because it shouldn't exist. even if that because it turns him on. Well, no, because even if that film exists, even if it is meant one hundred percent to tell people that this world that is documenting is wrong, it's not okay to like film these salacious images of no. young girls. To Agreed. tell the story of why it's wrong. I remember seeing that trailer and I was like, this is disgusting. Just, right, but I'm just, just saying, cover, like, even the that cover. Shit, that shit, I was but, like, but like hell that, nah. that opinion that he holds led me to believe, oh, this guy's not in favor of child sex material, right? So, like, I, I really didn't get answers to a lot of the questions that I wanted answered from the conversation because Flacco was so aggressive. To, to me, it was, it even further substantiated the idea that he, is into that, that he's into little girls because that bothered him to the point where he needs to speak <laughs> up about it because he's incensed. It's like this is really how how do I expect to not get turned on by these hot twelve year olds? Right, and like, there's, there's something so crazy about having like hypotheticals on deck to convince or to get you to admit that you would hook up with a 17 year old. He's like, well, if you're on a deserted Island and you only have six months to live and she's 17 and a half. And it's just like, Oh my God. But Flacco was not willing to engage in any of it. Nah. Right. But then again, like Flacco's probably not hitting nothing regardless. So he's like, you feel me? He can wait a little longer. Yeah. I mean, he claims that he fucked 20 chicks. Before he got into this relationship that's, in which he is not, that's the homie. Sex. But I don't believe that. No, no way, because he never he never said that in the beginning. He invented that number twenty later. Nah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a virgin. He me, don't want to admit me it. Me neither, because he knows that if he said he's a virgin, that's all we'd fucking talk about. Honestly, if he was a virgin and admitted it, we'd be on a quest for him to get his V card pulled. Oh Th yeah. Then maybe he could I have. Mean, but we could have done that a hundred times. That's over. a plug talk he episode. Done that Let's a be lot honest. Already, like, he all really those wanted to. Dude, when he first got here, Kazumi and the other girl were dancing all over him, butt naked. He's just sitting there. I, I mean, didn't literally hear women say that they would fuck him. Yeah, I believe. I it. like. 
I'm sitting there joking around, like, hey, would you fuck with him? Oh, yeah, I'll fuck with him. I'm I mean, like, he right. claims to have a 10-inch girthy penis. He said 12. 12. He said 12? 12. It's, it's a growing? He said he got a foot long. But with that being said. He also says I'm 6'5", and I'm a Drake of the West Coast. I like, like <laughs> the guy. Got, and you got millions. I got, endless, I got millions. Endless millions. Okay. <laughs> I forget. He was saying a bunch of other crazy shit but, the other day, but, too. But those women who said that they would let him hit, have they smelt him? Well, you think he smells bad? What? I never noticed. Oh, I wasn't gonna say what? nothing. What? Look at I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. I don't get close to him like that. Last week was pretty bad. <laughs> Josh was nodding. <laughs> bro, bro. Last week was really bad. I wonder if he smells like the liver. But king. that was the only time I ever smelled him. That fool is funk a ruckus in your stereo, dog. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck does that we mean? We love the funk. Yeah, exactly. Gotta have that funk. Exactly, bro. No, oh, no. Oh, last man. week on the news, me and Gina was like. Really? Jesus Christ. Wow. Skeezes. Yeah. Skeezes. <laughs> Skeezes oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, Lord. That soundboard. <laughs> that, like, a bell that I saw? Soundboard is tricky. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult art to master. You know, we, I, we don't I, have one at the time. I wanted it so bad, and when I got it, I misused it so much. <laughs> to where now I'm like, if yeah, only somebody predicted cool. that, I wouldn't mind having <laughs> yeah, it right here. Josh, de- Josh definitely predicted that. You, you know what the thing was that really put me over the edge with the soundboard and maybe not really <laughs> wanting it anymore was just the fact that anytime anybody would, it was just too repetitive. Like anytime anybody would say anything about anybody, like, oh, he was driving 75 miles per hour in a 65 the other day. Dun dun, and then everybody would laugh, <laughs> and it's like five seconds of laughter, and I'm like, they'd be like, hell okay. no, we did that joke no, ten no, times no, last week. No. Come on, man, yeah, hell yeah, no, you are gay, and it's yeah, like no. you know, over time it just kind of becomes like I don't know, dude, this is just a little much. It's got to be used sparingly because Nori is just like, well, let's get a round of applause. That's about like, anything. That's the most important. But, but that kind of hypes you up, though, especially when you're drinking too. I was kind of waiting for him. I was kind of waiting for him to hit the applause, like what he was like. Well, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Nori to be like, "Let's get a round of applause." Hell no. Is <laughs> DJ F and Loki look like he's got some Semitic features? Is he of the chosen people himself? I forget. <laughs> I forget his ethnicity, he but looked, I mean, he definitely looked like he was a little bit more uncomfortable than Nori. But he looked I, like he's had his fair share of potato latkes. But let's bro, just say I, that. I've been in that position. Like I feel like a lot of people at this point have been in that position where you're interviewing somebody and they're saying shit that you kind of know that you should have something to say in rebuttal that's better than what actually is going on in your head. We probably both experienced it with Nick Fuentes oh, last night, yesterday. where he's just spinning this web of facts, and you're just sitting there like. Dude, like, I don't fucking know. I don't know enough about history or genetics to argue with you. So you just kind of have to let them say what they're going to say. And it's like with Nori, it's like he was saying fucking wild shit that you really have to say something at that point. You know, like I was super conscious of that in the Nick Fuentes thing. Like if he's going to say, I fucking don't don't believe how many people died in the Holocaust, then I got to have something to say about like you know it's crazy Nazis are right give it a Google you'll, that you'll, was you'll the, see that most that of the, the historians agree on the this the number one time where I was like do not nod your head 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 I saw a comment like AD gonna be just nodding his head the whole time that's it do not nod your head do not nod your head but that's like literally in direct opposition of what we were just saying about Flacco so it's there's two sides of that coin then essentially like you can't come in too hot but mm. then you can't be too complicit at the same time this like, is true that's very true it's definitely the, a balance how do you think it went yesterday 
I mean, I thought it went pretty good. I think like some people are going to be fucking upset at just the fact that we talked to Nick mm-hmm. in the first place. I think we are going to edit out the uh, Holocaust minimalism just because, yeah. listen, you can hear... No Jumper Clips channel. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, do, do you get to just put that on the Patreon or what? Like there was th- That was the one thing that worried me of like, what is YouTube going to say about this? And my YouTube rep has actually asked to see it before we make it go live. Ooh. Oh, wow. So like, just because I sent it to her and I was just like, listen... I just wanted to throw this your way to get your thoughts on it. I know he's banned off the platform. He says some stuff about the Holocaust that is going to be suspect. Although, to be real, he kept it very minimal in the sense that he was questioning, why are you not allowed to question the narrative about how many Jews died, etc.? He didn't say, I do not believe that. that you know, he, like, he kept it more of like a questioning tone, which is one of his tricks, allegedly. I feel like when you know? Sneeko got in there, he made it like more amplified. Mm. A little bit. Oh, Sneeko was a part of the interview, too? Yeah. Sneeko came in partway through, and that sort of, yeah. Because yeah. they came straight from their Hitler youth meeting beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> he felt a little bit more emboldened around Sneeko. That might be fair to say, yeah. But then the other stuff that he said, though, was just like pretty much the exact same shit that Kanye said about George Floyd, and he died from a fentanyl overdose, whatever. And it's like, you know, I push back, but at the same time, this is someone who's deeply invested in pushing his narrative of how George Floyd died. So it it behooves him to study the fuck out of this and have all these facts on deck about this is what the the autopsy said and yada, yada, yada. And then meanwhile, I'm a normal fucking person that has read about this, but realistically, it has been two years. And it's like, it's not like I have everything fucking memorized to argue with you about a video that I saw two years ago, you know? So it, it, it is a weird place to put yourself in arguing with these out of the box people. Well, like, yeah, you don't have like, an account on Parlor. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like me and you was just doop, 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 doop. And then Flock was like, I like you, guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Well, Flock did, loves him. Did, did you, did you pre- press his line, though, AD? Like, were I, you like I, I over went, the racist comments or alleged racist I, comments? I brought up everything and I went to the, to the points where I was like, okay, I don't want to come off as like too aggressive or angry because I know that could be used against me. Mm. But it was like one part in there when Sneeko said something, I was like, I don't give a fuck about that or like, I don't give a damn about that or something like that. And I was like, ah, let me dial it back because then it's going to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to play into that stereotype. But I you don't want to be the angry black man. Exactly. But AD's first, first statement to Nick Fuentes was just, I saw something where you said that black people don't jog. Yeah, I was th- <laughs> he's like, I don't really be jogging. I'd be a little big right now, but black people do jog. <laughs> Way to perpetuate stereotypes, Andy. That's funny as fuck. You know what though? Um, at the what, what's crazy to me is, <coughs> as off-brand as you might think, or people might think that an interview like this would be on the No Jumper channel. I guarantee you, as we speak, there's people spamming the live comments course, as we yeah. speak. Oh, where's yesterday Nick? was bad. Where's Nick? That's one thing where's you realize Nick? when you look at Twitter and shit is that he has a huge fan base. For sure. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. Vocal. And they are talking about yeah. this because they know this is a big deal for him because he doesn't really get to go on mainstream shows. It's kind of funny to think of I this as a mainstream show. I was everything but... out of him and he was not, he did he not. He wasn't going? No, he, like I kept asking him, like, like, what do you think about black people? He's like, oh, I love black people. I love black people. But then he was like, Kanye West. He's my grandfather. My great grandfather owned several but, of them. But They're he, great. But he, but he kept, he kept doing that, and it was like, the whole time, me and Adam was like, you know, we were going. But then it went from, you know, African Americans, and then it, then it just went total Jewish people, and then it went left. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they'll see it. It might drop tomorrow, or it might drop the day after that. We're not really sure, but it is coming. 
that's going to be high powered content. Regardless. I mean, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm honestly the most. I think I should drop it today. I don't. I think his fans would be. I would, I would drop it right now, but it's been processing all day. I don't know why the Nick Fuentes for interview for some reason takes like eight hours to process, where Damn. usually it doesn't. But uh, YouTube, I don't know, kind of fishy. Hmm. But uh, apparently, like, sounds like another conspiracy. Maybe like twenty employees need to watch it. I think his fans will like it because we gave him a fair shot and we weren't dickheads to him or anything yeah, like we that. Wasn't. And I think our fans will like it because I think that we were fair about it. I'm more interested in seeing what like the mega social justice warriors who won't even bother to watch it will say because for some reason they're gonna be the ones pushing the line of like look at them platforming a neo Nazi right. yada yada right. You know? so, but but like then it, it's like there's two sides of that coin because to an extent we are platforming him. But on another extent, it's like we're giving people a controversial interview that's way edgier than any other platform of this nature is going to touch, right. which is a necessary thing. I would hope that that interview would not be an infomercial for white nationalism or whatever. Like, But then it's weird because it's like that is kind of the risk that you're taking. It's like maybe he does such a good job of presenting his point of view that some percentage of the fans are just taken by it and they just fuck with it and they have and they run with it and they're fucking in a Aryan nation gang at some point or whatever you know it's like that's kind of like the compromise of like but I don't know I think it's fair to fucking hear somebody out Sneeko was the bridge because Sneeko's the one Sneeko was definitely the bridge basically advocated for me to be willing to have a conversation with him you know I th you know any type of fringe hate group regardless of nationality nature of origin or just the way it's comprised overall what they all have in common is they target people and people that are attracted to them are people that feel rejected and like they don't have a voice and disenfranchised so they and then they find their identity in these fringe hate groups the weird thing with him though is that he doesn't come off like he's like a hateful kind of guy you know it's like it's very much not like i don't have anything against black people i just only want to marry a white woman and I want to basically live around white people and I want to be in my little white bubble. And he feels like that about everybody, which is and not his argument is if a black person says that about black people, it's not considered racist. Right. So why can't he feel that way? about? And it is kind of hard to like argue with that when we had Tariq Nasheed on here, basically damn near saying the same thing. I'm sure Reza Islam feels similarly, you know, like I don't, I don't, begrudge anybody who wants to live in their own little racially isolated world like for sure if you want to do that i mean we give the hasidic jews a pass to do that right we give muslims that's, a pass to do that's that that's the one thing if if you as you as a white man if you want to mess with a white woman that's you that's you you know what i'm saying i'm not right? mad at all that yeah the the comments that i've seen and the things that was sent to me that's what made me you know, I'm like, nah, this shit ain't cool. But we called them care. out on a lot yeah. of that stuff. But I was yeah. like, it don't matter if it's a joke or not because everybody says, oh, this is a joke. And I'm like, nah, it's, it's truth to every joke. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mm, -mm. But we do, it, he does make a good point that in order to find the really offensive statements, like I called him out about this one thing of this leaked audio of him saying that a white girl fucking a black guy is the same thing as a white girl fucking a dog or not the same thing, but it, they're both degenerate, degenerate. acts. And, uh, you know, he makes a good point that it's like we have to go to leaked audio from when he was 18 in order to, like, find some some super ignorant statements, you know, or, like, super Did he offensive. acknowledge that that's ignorant, though? Or did, like, or is that just... He, he gave a little bit on he it. He said it was a joke. Yeah, he tried to make it seem okay, so... The whole know. the whole interview, he's... he. There's nothing in there, like, 
you would think that he was like, oh, oh, you could point that out. Like, oh, yeah, he said it right there. Like, And that's why people are scared of him is because he comes off kind of likable. But mm-hmm. that's even at the end of the interview, I was like, I don't know about you, Nick. You got like super billion vibes from me or something like that. But if he was your neighbor, do you think that you would just be like, what's up, Nick? How you doing? If I heard he said that shit? No, like just if if he he was your neighbor right now and you just saw him once in a while when you're getting into your car, like you wouldn't give a fuck, right? If I if I've seen that shit, then I'll be I don't know. I ain't gonna tell you what I would <laughs> <laughs> You wanna let the air out of his <laughs> air out of his tires? <laughs> I'm just saying. Because what, what if he was your neighbor in Compton? I don't think he would last that long. <laughs> he probably should not move there. Well, okay, but because your neighbor could be a gang member who's from a gang that you're supposed to have serious fucking beef with, and you're just gonna ignore them. And how you doing, buddy? Right? Mm, people don't do that. You living in the valley, you wouldn't. Oh, if it was like somebody from the opposite side. Yeah, but they're in a similar place to you, where they're kind of past the gang life. They moved to the valley. They're honestly, if, if like if we had a conversation. And it was like, I felt like it was mutual. Right. Then it'd be different. But if it was somebody, I'm like, I can't trust you. It's like, hmm. it's either call the troops or time to move. I'm just fascinated by how gang members are way more likely to beef with other gang members than a white supremacist. That's, and that's crazy. I was just having this conversation with Mike Rashid. That's systemic, that's systemic racism and the effects of it in a nutshell right there. Mm. But I feel like a lot of people are smarting up because, like, let's be real. The gangbanging shit is not cool. You feel me? The shit is dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's nothing great about the situation. I was watching the, um, the Vlad interview with BG Knockout. You feel mm. me? And he was talking about... Um, um, Larry Hoover saying that renouncing his ties to right. like you know he's like eighty years old yeah but then you know then he was like oh would you ever renounce yours and he's like I'll renounce it right now mm. you know what I'm saying he's like I'm always gonna be who I am and where I'm from at the while end of he's the day. wearing a hat from his hood though where he's wearing a hat from he's his wearing hood. the New York you know hat saying? that's nutty black like yeah but you know for him to say like it, it was different it's not the same it is what it is like I respect that because more more children are gonna look at that and it is what it is and it's like. I don't want to be a hypocrite and let people think like, oh, yeah, he living crazy and all that. Like, nigga, I'm living good. Like, nigga, I'm in a three-story house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing dope shit. Like, I'm not going back to the block and I'm not out there looking for ops and doing anything And, like and that's that. the thing. If you're not an active gang member, yeah. which essentially means what you just said, you're hunting ops on a regular basis, looking for your enemies, trying to up the score and put in work. If you were not, on that? Not, not to that degree. <laughs> not to that degree, but like... <laughs> Yeah, y'all was trying but, to choke out DMX. <laughs> I seen Flacco calling you out for your gang affiliation. I didn't actually watch the clip though, so I don't know what got said. Yeah, but like my, my <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about. I, it. I have I have homies that were like that, but at a certain point, um, you're wearing when, a lot of purple. When you're not, yeah, nah. <laughs> when when you're not in that mode anymore, like if you if you had an, uh, a neighbor that was the ops, if you, neither of y'all are active, what does it even matter at that point? But I will say this. I'm always going to I'm always going to play and I know everybody else in the same situation always have to be on survival mode because even yeah. though if you're not active, you know there's still people who will look at you like it is what it is and you got to handle certain things a certain type of way. Because if somebody wants AD dead, then they tell him, "Hey, where's AD live? You don't think he's giving up the address?" Is that, dead, is that what you would be thinking? If somebody, if somebody can press, like, if, I mean, why wouldn't he? He'd probably be, feel hella pressure to. Yeah, because you. But at the end of the day, you're a trophy. I was gonna say because you're a trophy like that. You know if you're I mean? like a known dude in your neighborhood, same same yeah. as OG Suicide. OG Suicide is the big homie from my neighborhood, but he, you know, he's 
and shout out to OG Suicide in the building. Um, the he's, podcast. He's spreading mental health awareness. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, he's still a trophy. Somebody mm. can all can have a problem with the neighborhood, and then guess what? They want to get him. They want to get me. It is what it is. And then you know that different situations happen from there. But if all the street gangs came together to fight the skinheads, the skinheads would be hella outnumbered. Oh yeah, out out. I mean, like that's that's essentially prison dynamics. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but even think about like T-Rail interviewing Jay Stone. And that's, and that's big. Yeah, that's huge. And some people, you know, I know some people that are like, oh, I don't fuck with that. But Did then, he get DP'd for that? No. <laughs> Did, were people mad at him for that? Some people was mad at him for that. Some people are always going to be mad no, at him. No, they were mad at him about more the, about the ODM, ODM Slim. Slim. Yeah. Same thing though, really. Like, But it all depends on what type of person you are. T-Rail mm-hmm. is doing dope shit in life. He has a fucking... You know what I'm saying? Multi-million dollar store. Like, he's living great. He got kids. Like, what do you expect from this man? You think he's going to act the same way that he did when he was 15, 16 years old? That's just like I think he, he caught feelings a little tiny bit this morning when I said that he was just bored in the house before he joined this group chat. <laughs> Nigga, before I feel no like, jumper. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like you be waking up, you be bored too. No, he is the king. <laughs> I think, honestly, uh, 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 uh. enough time has gone by <laughs> Both where of am I potentially more agita- irritable in the morning? Yes. <laughs> Does T-Rel blatantly come into the group chat and try to start arguments and fights no, in the morning? Sure. Like With only you, though. 100% of the time, he will just show up and make the <laughs> craziest point. And it, we just have to be able to observe the dynamics so that we know that it's happening when it happens because it definitely happens. But it's both of y'all, though, because like when I see you about to go on one, I look at it, I'll be like... I'm not gonna give Adam uh, the satisfaction to arguing today. I'm just gonna ignore his ass. Well, you know, T-Rail's <laughs> gonna do it regardless. But it's beyond. No, T-Rail's that. gonna go in. But but regardless, T-Rail enjoys being a contrarian voice. This is clearly He likes true, to yeah. go against the grain. No That's matter. That's why he what. was so inspired by Reza Islam. He's I like, I gotta be like this guy. <laughs> I don't even know Reza if he necessarily. Islam, fuck, I don't even know if he necessarily believes half the shit he's saying, but he just wants to, you know, be a fire starter essentially. Mm. Shout out T-Rail. Tiny Cuh. He was in here earlier. He was like, damn, I don't want to go home right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Shout out T-Rail. It's my dog. Hey, Josh, why don't you uh, scroll down a little bit so I could tell them about your favorite athletes always strive to put themselves in a winning position. And it's about time you did, too, with my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, MLB playoffs, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code NOJUMPER, one word, and claim your deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code NOJUMPER to claim your bonus. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. And all you tweakers out there, download the My Pookie app if you, <laughs> you want to see where the nearest peepas are to your closest proximity. <laughs> my Pookie is good. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with My Bookie. My Bookie. My, my Cookie. My Bookie. My Bookie. My Bookie. My Bookies. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my stretch of being a bachelor continues. Yeah. It's, it's, you on the solo dolo? I've been alone for like a week. No girl. No baby. They're in France, running around. So you're chilling with the Jackson 5? 
The Jack Shack. <laughs> the Jack Shack the has Jackson been. Five. Well, that's the whole thing is that normally I gotta go jack off in the oh, Jack so Shack. Oh, now baby, I can jack can off anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, now the whole house is a jack shack. I feel you. There's like a few hours in the middle of the day where the housekeeper's there, and I can't just jerk off on the couch. You should have her help. You're like, hey. We don't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> I'm Jeez. sure she's hot. I know you're missing your family right now. I am. But having the jack shack to myself is pretty nice, I'm not going to lie. Uh, no, it's dope. But I remember, it reminds me of the Chris Brown song. Chris Brown had a bar in the 100 Bottles song where he's like, my fucking cleaning lady looks hotter than your bitch. <laughs> I always thought that was such a flex. Like, damn. Like, damn, he's like the, the one dude who thought to hire a hot cleaning yeah, lady. Yeah, the show Chris Brown is. But maybe Chris Brown just like takes the lowest chick on his roster and he's like, so, can you clean? Clean the house. Well, if not, Esmeralda's <laughs> going to teach you. Yeah. Put on this outfit, baby. Nah, for sure. I don't know. I dropped some orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> AD, you need to go. You're going to go in that environment. If you become single, you're about to be at Chris Brown's house every day. Uh, I... You don't think you handle that lifestyle? Single lifestyle? I always power out of control. Yeah, no. For I don't sure. always. That'd be great content. No. I don't like it, bro. I'd love to document that. Do y'all know what happened the day after? Because remember when I was talking about my relationship problems? Oh, you want to share this? I, well, I mean, sure. Fuck it. Make like, it worse. Fuck it. <laughs> well, because uh, my, my ex... And this, it, it definitely is like a dagger through the soul referring to her as that. <laughs> but she is my ex at this uh. point. I um, She had asked me beforehand, because that whole day was janky for me. I woke up in the morning last Tuesday. I had a 7 a.m. therapy appointment. So hey. I, went to, I went to therapy. After therapy, it's like 8 in the morning. I put an Instagram post. I'm like feeling myself a little bit. Instantly, she calls me, and then th th and that's when she's like, "Yeah, we're for sure never getting back together." Why would she do that? Because you look too wrap. fly on the Instagram post. I don't know that Insta that Instagram post just flipped your man's. You feel me? Like Treyway Six K said. Wow. Like and um, that's what he was talking about. Now I get it. But um, and then and I was like, "Oh, okay, that really sucks." And I'm on my way to the dentist to get my fucking baby shark teeth fixed. So I go to the dentist. <laughs> I'm sitting in the <laughs> dentist. <laughs> I'm sitting in the dentist, like, trying not to cry because I'm devastated as they're, like, doing all this intricate, like, th they need to put a fucking vacuum cleaner in my mouth because there's plaque from 1974 in there. Holy they, shit. Like, it's just it's like so the least pleasant physical experience yeah. while you're already in the worst possible headspace. And I can't take drugs, so it's like I'm feeling it, oh like, to the Lush. umpteenth degree. Imagine yeah. they took this shit off and got your tears. Holy oh, just like, take it out of God. Mouth. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at that moment, Adam's like, yeah, come on the, the show tonight, whoop de whoop I'm like, all right, for show, there's something to look forward to. That's tight. Right. And so I tell, I tell old girl, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going, I'm doing no jumper tonight, bitch. Like... <laughs> This is what Holy you're missing shit. out on. I'm podcast, ho. Wow. And then, and then she's all, um, she's like, whatever you do, just don't mention what we got going on <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> whatever you do. There you go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm Birkenstocks. Like, so I'm like conflicted because I don't like, I'm resonating with people because I'm being genuine. That's why this audience is fucking with me. It's not because I'm so cool or so entertaining. It's because I'm, be which I mean, 
Debatably, I am. You as a podcaster <laughs> is like Joe Budden's mixtape run, where he's like pouring out his depression onto mm. those. Like this mood is your, music. You're in your mood music era. Yes, but as a potter, the, that's pretty cool. The mood pod. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all this mood with us. Music because three was great. Day. If I was going through some uh, heartache, I don't know that I would be so open. If me and Lionel the Plug go through a traumatic breakup, you guys might be left on the outs and might just not hear. Shit this about is it. my outlet, though. Okay. So regardless, respect it. Then, then I had a haircut so i had all these appointments lined up and i have to like sit with these people and while i'm going through it and i'm like damn so then i get to the pod i wind up talking about it um the next day you know a bunch of people that had seen it wind up going on her ig and first of all they discovered her in like the deep recesses of my <laughs> ig what were you already at the point where you deleted most of the photos i've i've uh, archived a lot of stuff and archived right. a lot of story highlights and but stuff. like when do we get this kind of fan base that wants to do this ice poseidon ass shit of like tearing apart somebody's fucking personal life and dming them and just but oh, they, wanting they, they to be trying. involved when did this happen they've been, they've, been, they've been trying to give me <laughs> the thing is though these people they were trying to be helpful they weren't trying to be like nefarious but just stay the fuck out of it jesus christ they go on her page and you know she's a recording artist whatever and then there's like a bunch of djs that like comment on her stuff and they're like going commenting back to the djs like oh leave her God. alone that's lush's girl i like that like, yeah it's kind of fire when they, when they do shit like that but, but cool. she didn't like it though. She wasn't feeling it. And then they're like in her inbox saying crazy shit or whatever. And then I'm on my way back to the dentist because when your teeth are this fucked up, you back to back like a <laughs> like a Drake distract. They need you, you in me? there every fucking yeah, day. Yeah, any day available. They have a whole dental team on your shit. Yeah, you feel like what I happened? Like, by the way, what to my teeth? Yeah. Um. Well. They always been like this? Crystal meth. That's the thing? That's what I was thinking, but I ain't like, gonna do to my boy like, like that. My, if you look, you could look at pictures of me he a was few years around. ago. Yeah, I was, I was being a little actually, methy with the meth. How long are you actually doing meth for? Methly, long enough. Methly snipe. I don't want to do a full <laughs> meth deep dive with you or anything, but... We could. Isn't it true that meth... I mean, we only have so much time, but if, isn't it true that the meth... And I should probably do a full Lush interview at some point, but isn't it true that meth Ooh, only fucks your teeth long up? overdue. It only fucks your teeth up because... You're like dehydrated and you're not you're not drinking water and stuff like that. No, that's not the only reason. That is a reason. Why else? First of all, when you smoke it, like that shit stains. Oh, you're smoking it. Yeah, yeah but, but I wasn't even like a big smoker like that. At least your it's, cheeks didn't get all fucking crazy. Yeah, at least I don't have like perma acne scars. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. But it um you grind your teeth like a motherfucker. And I was a big ecstasy popper too. I'm about to say Molly and eggs do that too. Yeah, and I was a that was like I was doing that in the morning, waking up popping this. And, and at a certain point, your oral hygiene doesn't become a priority yet. Right. You know what I mean? Just to keep it one thou wow funky. And, right. And then, you know, this is the thing. Once you get sober, which I am now, two years, eight months, and 15 days, um, the, the wreckage of your past is still haunting you. And this is like me dealing with what was happening. So anyways, back in the fucking dentist chair, and as I'm sitting down, the, the lady, the dental hygienist is waiting to start because my girl or my ex is on the phone yelling at me because of what's going on. And I was like, oh, shit. Because of the people. Yeah, because of the people. So it's... And yeah. she basically was just like completely not understanding of the fact that you basically have a no jumper troll army no, no, she, coming she, into I, your I, life I, here. And at a certain point, she it she, would it's easy for me to imagine her not understanding. But but like the, the thing is, like she's already was familiar with my battle rap fan base, which oh, was yeah. equally Do they have like a crazy. Like that, huh? It's bad too. 
Bunch of They're low key worse, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I believe it. That's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. But but she, what wound up happening is she um, she did apologize to me for how because she said some fucked up shit. She was basically like, "Well, now I'm gonna da 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 da," and she was just going really hard. And I don't. Once she saw the content of what I was saying, which was essentially me taking accountability for the entire fallout of our relationship being on my shoulders, mm. and due to me creating this environment of lies, instability, and volatility for the duration of our uh, relationship, you definitely been therapy. After I got clean, yeah, I, I came up with that. Um, I was thinking about it. <laughs> it's, it's Club Live in Miami. Lies, instability, volatility. That's how I remember it. Club Live, baby. That's what lies. Club Lives. Stands for? That's what it stands for when you're lush. In your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I know that sound. Josh, stop updating the PC. He's but, playing Minecraft over there. No, nah, you just got to. Yeah. You got to tell her. He's playing on the Oregon Trail. Mm. It gets, does Linda get that? Like the, the, the DMs? I know she probably do. From dudes? From just people like the trolls. Like, Oh, well. Once in a blue moon, I'll say something offensive enough on this podcast that she'll have a bunch of chicks in her DMs, like fucking telling her to break up with me and shit. And sometimes you know that your man fucks bitches. <laughs> sometimes, to be honest, it has been like thousands of people hitting her up, telling her to, telling her to break up with me. So, like, you know, as much as I expect her to be tough in regards to like shit that she sees about me online or whatever, it's like you have to be kind of. Empathetic. Maybe because, my girl left. You ain't black, bitch. Bro, and I'll be like, <laughs> with my girl, the bad part is that it'll be like famous chicks, not right. like, not like famous, but like actual people. Damn, Billy wow. Eilish just hit her up. <laughs> Yo, exactly. If your girl, not Billy Eilish, but imagine like your girl getting hit up by somebody who actually matters, saying you're a piece of shit. It's a little different than like some account with ten followers. Like Lotto, fucking, you gotta drop them, girl. Yeah, if Mulatto no. <laughs> hits your girl and tells you to break up with her, don't you think your girl like? I mean, that's about the biggest cosign of a breakup possible. That's, that's, no, bad girl Riri. Then it's <laughs> yeah, a rap. Oh, yeah, right? It's a rizap, fool. <laughs> that's kind of like what I'd I would, break up with myself if she told me to. What I seen with DDG. Like, what? uh, uh, what's her name? I Amanda? see the black club. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, Amanda Seals was basically like, oh, you need to dump them, girl. Because what did he say? All lives matter or some shit? He said he didn't think that, uh, he thought racism was like over. Like, we got past that with MLK. Right. And he's seen how racist people was. With his uh, girl being casted in The Little Mermaid. I mean, yeah. two things can be true is that racism could probably in America realistically be less than it has ever been before in terms of the effects that people really feel from it, but it's still very prevalent. Racism's still alive. I mean, there's people, as long as there's people that were alive during segregation and it's just like one or two generations removed, you know? For sure. You feel like you're you're the victim of racism? No. 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 I think you are. How so? I don't know. I could just imagine those, hey, those battle rappers picking on you. I, I I've I've slept with enough black women as to where I don't feel like there's I feel like I'm alright. I always feel bad when we have that conversation because I'm like. I slept with a bunch of black women, but I never really dated one, so I don't feel like I, I'm capable of yeah, having was, that conversation. My ex-wife, my ex-wife is mixed, so yeah. Well, congrats. But see, when you do it, you do I'm it. I'm invited to the cookout, baby. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He yeah. does it. He does it. No raisins in my potato salad. <laughs> Nobody would blink if you went to the cookout wearing that outfit. I just feel Dog, like I look like a cholo at Easter in the South. I, I, <laughs> I just feel like the black committee would see your fit and be like, "Yeah, I guess he, he, if he feels like he could walk up in here 
We're gonna let him walk up in there, bro. This is like my eighty-year-old, my seventy-nine-year-old dad's shirt that I borrowed because I have no clean clothes. No, this nigga I thought it was fire. This dude. nigga Adam, when he when he uh, shoots with a black woman, he just has to tell us. He'd be like, "Oh my god, you guys, the the best big booty girl I've ever met in my life. I'm about to knock her down tomorrow." Go, and we'd be like, she said she loves my white dick. <laughs> but it's like he does. He he probably does it what once a year. No. You just had you a little light skin thing, didn't you? I was yeah. trying to get more Ebony's on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You know Dad likes to keep it mixy. <laughs> yeah, you got to flip the script. Speaking of mixy, there's a brewing Manosphere war that I peeped on my YouTube subscription tab today. So basically, Abba and Preach, mm. kind of like the uh, the watchdogs of the Manosphere. You know, they were the ones who first, like, really took aim at Fresh and Fit and made videos denouncing them, even though they had been on the show and were cool with them and everything like that. Well, academics had a uh, encounter while he had his messy uh, weekend in Miami, where basically, I think it was before he got into the situation with his girl in the hallway or whatever, where the video leaked that we should definitely talk about as well. But basically, he was on Fresh and Fit podcast, and he ends up like arguing with this chick, and he's like, He's he's telling her that she has a manly voice, like like oh sneak- that's on Fresh and Fit. You're saying yeah, yeah bro. Sneeko is roasting her hard as fuck too. Like maybe I missed something in terms of like what she said to deserve this level of disrespect, but I did think that it seemed pretty fucking od. Dude, like, Axe said like the like my homeboy fucked. But that's fu- to a he, different girl. Oh, like, okay, but he ended different- up wilding out on like a whole bunch of different girls at that table. He yeah. said that you. He said you had the loosest pussy <laughs> he ever felt. <laughs> so Abba preach made a video basically going in on them about it. So I would imagine that the next academic stream is going to be him reacting to it. And it's going to be interesting to see if he keeps it civil or if he decides to go little baby on him because he after about to go crazy. Little Baby mentioned him on the album and Ak has like devoted the last couple of days, I guess, to just talk about little baby on stream and shit. So he's like ready to go to war. And I wonder if Abba and Preach are going to earn that level of attention it's crazy what's crazy about i i don't know i'm sure he's gonna go in first of all but as far as the rappers that act beefs with it's they started with like you know local provincial rappers from different you know scenes, what i would give to get dissed guys. by Lil baby on his album but, but put then, me in a bar come on about man this. Twice. then, then he graduated you got this before then he but gradu- not like that then he graduated to national acts like freddie gibbs but who are still like not quite mainstream, but no, they get the, nominated for Grammys. The and Shy then, Glizzy one where he said this, uh, I know every DJ but this pussy academics. That was when I was like, oh, fuck, rappers are going to mention YouTubers in song. I never yeah. thought of this before. Yeah, but then now you're beefing with arguably one of the three biggest, biggest rappers yeah. in the game, most relevant rappers in the game. It's kind of wild, bro. You got to appreciate it. Yeah, I would love to have had a little baby bar. If Nicki Minaj or anyone wants to diss me, that would be great. The fact little baby said his son put him on game. You ain't a shooter. You got a 22. Adam, what if she said that? That's like, what I'm saying. That's hard, though. Rich homie Quan put me in a bar the other day. Okay. I can't remember what he said, but something about I'm 22. It's. Did you see the Rich homie Quan Vlad interview recently? I didn't really watch the he's, clips. He's hella fucking likable. I was like, damn. When like, he said that he got the... um. Instead of getting a 19K, he got 400 a day. Yeah. I mean, 400 a week. Yeah, yeah. Do you think now that Thug seems like he's probably going to be gone for a while, that it's like the public are going to be ready to accept Rich Homie Kwan again? There's a window for him as long as he has the right record. Anybody can do anything if they come with the right record. I just don't like how... 
I, I just can't really get jiggy with Rich Homie Quan has already admitted that he snitched, bragged about it in Did a he? record. Yes. Is this like was this discussed on any of his interviews in recent memory? No, it wasn't. But it, it, he was definitely frowned upon, particularly in the Atlanta scene for a long time. He had a bar, even you think on that. That's why him and Thug fell out. Has that been expressed publicly? There, I, that might be part of it. I don't like. I I know that there's a lot of reasons. Why I, I will say though that the Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug thing when they fell out. It was kind of reminiscent of like the T.I. and Lil Flip situation mm -hmm. where it's like T.I. was the more popular rapper and somehow him beefing with Lil Flip just like to so many fans. It felt like they just immediately bought into the narrative of Lil Flip not being cool anymore. And I kind of feel like with Young Thug, his star was shining so bright that somehow him embracing Rich Homie was that important. And then as soon as he distanced himself, it like affected the fans. Well, he was an aggressor. Usually the person that the most aggressive they rock with. Because even with the 50 and Ja Rule situation, mm. like, and they had them fed cases. Now we know it. But at the time, it was like, damn, 50 coming at them Like, crazy. Ja literally couldn't respond. I smell yeah. pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he coming up to them crazy. And then usually people, they moved more to that side. Because Young Thug was really on. You know what I'm saying? He was popping it. So, yeah, usually the aggressor. People go to in hip hop. People mm. forget though, when before Rich Gang started, <laughs> Rich Homie Quan was a way more successful artist. He was mm. than Young Thug. He was even though we all knew like the the hipster community at large, or just the the people that are obsessed with cutting right. edge rap music. We knew that Young Thug was up next, and we had loved him for a but couple to, years. To be fair, I'm but, not sure of what external factors affected it, but you never heard a Rich Homie Quan record after that, after the Rich Gang There was era. that one, that ooh, 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 where he missed a snitching in that song. I got to look at this. Wait, what did he I gotta say? Do my research. He said, like, he said, like, something about caught a case, and I was singing, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 1090 Lush over yeah. here. Yeah. He had, like, some bars saying that. Let's he get talks some, about it in the interview. I need a 1090 Lush Photoshop in the reddit you rocking with me so i'm rocking with y'all uh i fucks with 1090 jake my man i'm interviewing him again tomorrow Fire. long distance doing that for the first time ever where he's you, you know what's crazy um he never touched on the dorchester drill scene and mm. like did you hear about those dudes from out there the g fredo and cal uh Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is that the situation? Because okay, during the live show, somebody asked about with Ten Ninety Jake. Yeah. One, oh, did they? One of yeah. yeah, one of the kids in the audience asked a question about this certain Boston gang beef, and Ten Ninety Jake revealed. And I'm gonna try to get him to talk about it honestly tomorrow. Um, uh, uh, basically, that he's like close friends with some of the people involved and okay. shit. So it was very close to home with him, and that's why he didn't report on it. That makes a lot of sense. It's, it's this dude, G. Fredo and Cal7981, and I think they wound up getting smacked with a Rico or Rico-ish charges, right. gang injunction charges, mm. that are their face, or I think got convicted of football numbers, but they were making some crazy 
Dorchester drill music. And really? It's, I didn't even know about it. It was super hard. Their mm. song, the dude, G. Fredo, is a really good rapper. I got to do my Googles tonight. Yeah, yeah. Th th there's a whole video about it. Like, one of the, one of the crime channels has, like, a damn near hour-long documentary really? about it. I think okay. it was two years ago when all this was going on. But it's crazy how it got swept under the rug. And I was like, at the time, I was feeling them more than most of, like, the Brooklyn and Bronx drill shit that I was Damn. hearing. Yeah. Somebody send me that link or link it, uh, and put, put it in too? the comments. They're, they're their kids, yeah. And they're all, like, descent. They're, there's a large in uh, Dorchester, apparently, Cape Verdean uh, community, which is an island off the coast of Africa, I believe, um, off West Africa. These sound like and some of the people that Josh and AD might have ran into when they were trying to get breakfast. Probably so. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. And they yeah. was in, like, Roxbury, which is another hood in uh, hey, Boston. Man, you, couldn't, you couldn't redesign. So. Uh, I just want to throw this topic out there, too. As like long that. as we're talking about academics' messy weekend in Miami, I want to mention the video that came out of him with the girls. And more specifically, I want to mention the fact that Fresh filmed that video <laughs> and released it to the world. And I was shocked when I realized that that's how it got out there. Because to me... If we are going out and we're doing something publicly, which granted we have almost never done, but if we were to all be out in public. Movie night. If you get into the same situation and you're shoving a girl and it's like a messy ass situation that no matter what, you know how this is going to get viewed and it's basically going to be a lot of people are going to try to characterize it as a domestic violence thing. I'm not putting that shit out there. I don't want to make you look nah. bad, dude. No, that's first of all I super janky. That. And especially like allegedly or what act claims. And what I heard about it is he was trying to break up a fight between the two women. One of them was his girl, I think. Right, and he and said that girls were taking pictures with him, and then his girl's drunk or some shit. And yeah, mad. and she starts tripping, which I could, I could totally understand that. And every you, every girl who ever took a picture with me in my whole life is on my girl's dick, so that's never happened to me. But see, I could imagine I, it. I can see him filming it to like protect him just in case somebody tried to sue, and then later on you got this footage, but like not to put that shit out there, like. That's fucked up. Paint your homie in And especially right? when you know that he's the only dude in the party right now, that that video is going to be on fucking TMZ. And it's going to be front page news. And it's obviously like a power dynamic in that way where it's like if he's the dude who's realistically, I don't know if academics is like paying for everything when they go out or anything. But, you know, it's like if he's the, the dude who has the most to lose, don't treat him like he's just any old dude in the, in the crew. You they know? have a weird relationship. Yeah, very, because very, okay, it's very I weird. heard them arguing about it on the fucking no code. On, on Twitch, and basically at a certain point, Ack exposed the fact that Fresh was fucking with this girl Miranda, mm -hmm. who I like. Basically, I guess he was like ashamed or embarrassed of the fact that he was hanging out with her because what she used to be an escort or something. Like I think, I think she she was an escort. I maybe. think she was on one of the apps that they frown upon and talk bad about. Right. And then academics called him a hypocrite right. for messing with a girl that was on one of those apps. Basically. Right. And so basically what you realize from hearing them talk about it is that Fresh was always salty about the fact that academics put that shit on blast. Publicly. And talk shit about it or whatever. And that then Fresh felt like he was getting his get back by putting the video out there. And now that's something else that I really have a problem with because my thing is, if I do something and it pisses you off or it pisses you off, just fucking FaceTime me or text me or say something about it when you see me. Let, let's not make this a tit for tat where we're yeah. waiting to get revenge no, on each other but, down the man, road or some shit, bro. That, he talked about the girl that academics is with as well, too. 
and said, like, you need to leave her. My homie said he used to pimp her. Like, it was like that, too. Fresh said that on live or some shit? Yes. Look, look, what? respectfully, this is all a dudes. It's This is what it sounds like to me. Dudes that have never really had that much pussy before they blew up, and they don't know how to deal with situations, and, it's going crazy. and they get in their feelings about things that more experienced people wouldn't. And look, I'm a fan of academics. I've, I really have enjoyed his content for years now but it was really strange seeing that altercation because it's the it's pretty much one of the first times you've ever seen academics in the wild you're used to seeing him in this little box well while but you see him on fresh and fill that's what time. i'm saying he, you see no he's got a bunch of clips a, of him wiling out on chicks he on goes, that's, but that's that one on girl, podcast yeah, though yeah, 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 i'm yeah. saying like literally oh, that I, clip you're right yeah, yeah that clip stood out as like well this is a totally different thing for him this yeah. is him in society right and like like he used to be this kind of like dusty dude wearing a hoodie now he's like draped in designer he's like holding his <laughs> holding her bag <laughs> i thought it was his when i first saw, i didn't realize that he was breaking up the fight i was like damn now all of a sudden ak has swag and he's got a fucking gucci bag because on him. the like, biggest like the biggest piece Chanel of, of lore about academics is like academics can't get touched like he's like he, he doesn't go out in public he doesn't right. you know because like right. he's never put himself in a situation where somebody could get at him so it's pretty funny that finally he got a situation and it's like a flock of bitches fighting around and he's holding his girl. He... I didn't know it was him at first when I first saw it. I right. was like, I was like, is, is this Killer Mike or some shit? Like... I'm the prize. <laughs> I'm the prize. Was was... Like, why? Why you have to get a quotable in that shit? That shit was wild. That, that, that's when you need the soundboard for it right yeah. there. I'm the prize. That, but... How you get a catchphrase out of that? Here's how, Fresh is lame though for putting that out specifically because it it's not contextualized that he's trying to break up a fight. Mm. So it literally looks like it he's like... in a, a bitch's face, a woman's face, but yelling at a her. A lot of people in the No Jumper crew are no better because they basically just like put all of their personal drama on blast on stream or whatever just personal. to make content out of like yes. shit, shit that they could so easily just have the conversation privately. And that's why when they say the medium is the message, it means that the platform and the incentives around the platform will basically drive the behavior of the people using the platform and you're basically seeing how social media is just like turning a bunch of people within our universe into like <laughs> worse versions of themselves because they're just allowing the fucking need for content to basically super change their behavior and I'm just gonna call it out for what it is <laughs> I've been doing this for a long fucking time and it's just like it's like seeing a bunch of your kids just going mad like not not knowing how to fucking handle themselves it's, it's definitely funny. it's definitely it's definitely mad right now yeah but it, and essentially it's the same thing as i just said about like dudes not knowing how to deal with women because they have not got pussy till they blew up it's like dudes not knowing what to do with clout yeah Ex and that's what it is <laughs> like like the reason why you'll never see me and like let's say me and disaster aren't getting along which isn't true but let's say me and disaster are not getting along you'll never hear about it from either one of us you'll know the world at large would never know because yeah. we know how to keep we know how to hold water Back in the day when we first were blowing up and getting recognition from the masses, then yeah, we might have that shit might have spilled out to the people. But now that would never fucking happen because we've had 15 years of being in the public eye. But I respect people like fucking. You think that if Lil Durk and King Vaughn ever had a problem that we would have known about it? No, they would fucking fight privately, and you would never hear about it. Or I remember like Gucci and Waka 
for that the, after they broke up, yep. Waka said in an interview that they would get into full blown fist fights in the studio because they would disagree about shit so hard. But you, I was an obsessive fucking Brick Squad fan at that time. Come on, we never had any fucking clue oh, because yeah. the way to carry yourself as a man is to basically just keep a lid on the bullshit See, unless you absolutely have to address it. Until right? Gucci had that Twitter rant and he, he yeah. said that. But that was him going through a mental breakdown. Yeah, but, but that's the difference between fake ass friends and real friends at the end of the day. Cause you know, all my homeboys from the sandbox, like we damn near all didn't fought each other, got down, you know what I'm saying? Nobody to the public would know that. And you know what I mean? And now like people are cold. I mean, they're work friends. They're not really super, super cool in real life. So it is easy <laughs> for them to be like, oh, fuck it, let it go. And, you know and what I'm saying? I, I said this in the group chat the other day, but I would kind of get it more if the stuff like the drama or whatever got like crazy views and if like it was just the most viral shit on the channel but it's not it's like the shit about kiki or uh, excuse me uh, yuri in texas and and you know the ice besides shit whatever it's like does it maybe get like a little bit more views than you just talking about like some rappers who, who were beefing or whatever like maybe once in a while you'll have like a little bit more popular clip but for the most part you could really come on this podcast and talk about whatever or talk about shit between people that we don't fucking know famous people whatever and it's gonna get more views than if we're just talking about little weird insular drama or whatever. But they get confused because they're getting more interaction. It's, yeah. it's, it's not just the views, it's the interaction. And that's them. They're getting engagement. And that's them letting the fucking Reddit run their life too because they read the Reddit and they think that the Reddit is everyone who watches the channel when actually it's a pretty small percentage, even though we do have a unusually large See, Reddit. It's a small vocal percentage though. Exactly. And then they'll, then they'll hop in your inbox and... Yeah. See, but even when you're streaming... Like, bro, like, I can Yeah, be, the I, chat streaming oh is the biggest God. instigator of when any. I'm, yeah. When I'm streaming, sometimes they will spam, do this, do this, do this, do this. They know do what this. they're doing. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and then you be like, I don't want to do that. You're fucking pussy. Then you're like, fuck it. Let me do it then. Right. And then you do it and then. Oh my God. And then it's like, you're messy. Well, that's why I like this podcast because we don't get to see the live chat. It's so we're not being dictated. But by that's it. the difference of it being a pod and, and stream. being streaming. Because yeah. if you look at them comments, they will say all type of shit. Even like yesterday, bro, they're blowing up my fucking stream. They're like, call house phone, call house phone, call house phone, call house phone. Okay, call house phone. All right, call Blazzy, call Blazzy, call Blazzy, call Blazzy. I call Blazzy, call Toke, call Toke, call Toke. And then it's like, call Adam. I'm like, no, now it's like too and so much. And so now you have a situation like the Pot Lord disconnected removal or whatever the fuck that is that could have been some cool shit that's low key and nobody really gets their fucking feelings hurt so much. And instead, it's like, oh, they're going to make a whole fucking soap opera out of it. And it's like, for me, it's kind of like, whatever. Like, I just feel <laughs> above it all. Like, I can go ahead, have your have your fun. But it is kind of like disappointing to see, like, this is what you're doing with your platform, you know? What do I look like as a 40-year-old man being engaging in that type of fuckery at the end of the day? Right. But I understand it. Like, people are getting upset because it does affect their livelihood to a degree. So, you know, like mm -hmm. I can understand them being in the See, field. the watchers, they're like, and like you said, not all the watchers, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you have the Reddit people, you have the YouTube comment people, and you have the people who, who are not vocal at all. Right, because you, you, know you forget that, that it's like, oh, the, the YouTube comments seem to be like a much more accurate depiction of the people who watch it, but then the the 
the YouTube comments are still probably like 5% of the people who watch it. And mm-hmm. I would love for y'all to disprove that by commenting the fuck out of this episode. But realistically, most people, like think about how many YouTube videos you've watched in your life and how many times you bothered to comment. Probably like 1% of them, right? right? Less than 1%. The only time I comment on videos if it's like supporting the homies exactly. videos or yeah, something yeah. like that. But like really giving my opinion on something. Is, and I mean... Probably because we have a platform to talk about shit. True. You know what I mean? But, you know, I can see why somebody wants to get their voice heard and shit, too. And, I mean, honestly, it's a W for the people when they feel like they shifting stuff. You know what I mean? And that, like you said before earlier, um, you know, even with the Reddit, it's like if if they can band together and make somebody do something or act a certain way, that's a fucking W for them. Mm. Because well, them the voices facts. who are not usually heard, and now it's like, okay, we can affect what's going on. Let's drill into that shit. But and, we should commit ourselves to like pulling up the donations at the end of the night because we used to yeah, always do yeah. it, and then we just stopped doing it at some point. And that would be good to like kind of address I'm donations. Like, hey, at bro, least. I got. I got so many donations yesterday that was like disrespectful shit really? with soap opera shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally like this. Okay, some, 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 some. Okay, I'm not gonna read that out of respect. Some, some, some. I'm not gonna read that out of respect. <laughs> some, some, some. I'm not. And it's like, and it's like, you know, shout out to Toke too. But Toke has the TT, uh, what's the shit? TTS. My nigga. Where it just speaks it yesterday, out. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday, they're paying money and they're saying the most fucked up shit to him. And he has to hear that shit fucking loud. And I'm like, Oh my god, dude! The clip of Ice Poseidon where he's roasting Tuck, uh, Toke, and then Toke just like basically tells him he's gonna shoot him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you say? Three to the chest. It's so funny. Like a three to the chest. I watched that shit like three times. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> Super funny. At the end of the day, when you're creating a community, an online community, and you're like weaponizing them and bringing them together and giving them a sense of identity it's important to create a myopic experience where they where they believe that their input and what they say mm. is vital to the survival but, of this but that's the fan service though yeah because yeah. i like to be like oh i'm doing whatever the fans want even if it turns out to you know what i'm it's saying like interviewing and, nazis yeah like <laughs> and it's it, and it's like you know you just have to learn how to have fun with this We're going to have a seance. Yeah. We're interviewing Adolf Hitler no, on the next... But if they want it and you're like, damn, you want to cater to your viewers because they're telling you what they want to fucking see. Right. But when it comes down to it, like like now mentally now with it, now everything, all the drama, everything now is like, all right, this is the fucking world that it is. Play the role. Have fun with the shit. Give the people what they want, but don't let it affect whatever the fuck you got going on in real life. You know what the problem is for Toke? Is that he's got a sad, like you could tell when he's sad. Mm. Like when the when the chat's getting to him, you could see it in his face. And that just drives them. But, <laughs> like that but, makes him like a target of hell Toke, and memes. They gonna do that. Toke is a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, it, and, it, and it sucks that like, it's like, they drill at the situations and shit like that, and, you know. And I and I hit them up today, and I was just like, "Hey, bro, like, if you feel like I I, I contributed anything like that, I apologize because you know I ain't never trying to like, you know, make you look bad anything. It's all fun because like the way me and T Rail is now, we sit there tell each other like, nigga, we gonna do this shit, bro. We gonna have fun with the content. Let's, let's run this shit up, and it's like you, you know, got that theme music. Theme we got music. the theme music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we're, we're all getting better at just being on camera and acting like our actual selves, which I think is like the main challenge with podcasting. Is that like we all know that if we were stuck on a bus together for like three hours, that we would probably all be having a fucking hilarious ass conversation. 
and really on a podcast you're just trying to do like a slightly more structured version of that you know yeah but we right. all we also genuinely like like each other if we're gonna do these pods mm. you know what i'm saying and it's and it's good to talk and be in a group chat and you know get into it nigga me and adam you know how many times me and adam got into it but the times that we really got into it we didn't even bring it to the podcast no but that's because we are real fucking homies and that's the thing is that if that did happen now say we got into it in the group chat like we have in the past where it's this big fucking blowout fight and then we patch it up within like an hour and we have a fucking phone conversation and all right we're cool one of these fucking rugrats in the group chat is gonna fucking <laughs> make a twitch stream about it or some shit and that's not cool. Like, what, putting other people's drama on blast, like, when it's your drama and you decide, like, okay, I'm going to use this right. for content. Right. But the, a lot of people in our space probably are a little blurry on the lines of, like, what they're allowed to put out there. But, but so, then, and there's, see, a, there's a definite difference between me airing out my personal business exactly. and my and struggles. But if, if that shit involved somebody else in the office... That's when it becomes a problem. And if that's you, when it becomes if messy. If me and you got into it and, yeah. and it was behind closed doors and somebody made a video about it right now and they asked me, I could literally be like, it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I called you a punk and you hit me with the Hulkamania leg drop. Yeah, that one you time. know what I'm saying? Yeah. No one knew about that. <laughs> no one knew like, about it. <laughs> but, but that's one thing that we all, we all have to understand when we're creating content. It's like, you don't have to necessarily speak on things. And even like yesterday, Toke at first said he didn't want to speak about nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like the chat, <laughs> fuck this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Okay, now now they get now they get you. And then when your people, his, you know, then they inflame it and sense the flames even more. Then it's because because right. even now, like when motherfuckers hit me up, they're like drill rappers, bro. But it's <laughs> they know they have to talk about beef in order to get views. Smoking on that Yuri pack. <laughs> <laughs> no, drill but, rappers are making a lot more money. But yeah, now sure. I find fun in all this shit. Like even recently, they're like. Even like Flocko, I come in here, he's like, what's that weird thing on your head? And I'm like, bro, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, but I find it funny now. I'm like, yeah, I got fat in the back of my neck sometimes when I turn my shit. And it's like, okay, boom, you see something else. Hey, you, what's it called this? I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, Because I'm having fun with that. Before, like, you get to the point where, like, come on, like, you know, unless you 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 from the same background, it's like, One you, you so worried about your reputation when you're outside. And on the streets and when you go to the clubs and when you see people and people look at you like, you know what I'm saying? You're somebody that's to be respected. And then, you know, some fucking 13-year-old is like, your mom's a bitch. You a piece <laughs> of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't know how to handle that shit. Mm. And for a long time, it's like, I know a lot of people still don't, they don't know how to handle that shit the right way. And it's like, all right, you have to tell yourself, this is real, but this is not real. It's like these ain't the people that's walking up to you and saying your auntie say, sucked dick like a neck bone and your uncle gay as hell. Yeah, like imagine the type of shit people write. Yeah, like they'll walk up to you like, yeah, you uh, you whatever the fuck it is, yeah. the, the most crazy shit. Like, and every time, like when I see Yuri go out, even on YouTube, bro, I look at YouTube yesterday and I'm scrolling the bromance of Yuri and AD. It's broken. I'm like, and this is people that's not even in the office. So it's like, okay, you got inside office drama, and now this shit is spinning off to other pages. Like, even when we're streaming now, before we, I'm done with my stream, there's five fucking clips of my fucking stream on YouTube mm. already titled The Craziest Shit. And now it's just like, 
All right, man. That's just what it is. I mean, now. Uh, office beef is now a new genre of no different <laughs> content. Like, well, David Russell at oh, one David point. David Russell. He said his name. Well, he's a guy. Hey, I wasn't going to say it, bro. David Russell, I'm going to say this. Watch your ass on posting <laughs> clips of this channel because I don't want to have to hit you with the three copyright strikes at once. You can post everybody else's streamers and everything like that. I'm just saying don't play with us because we got that one fucking nigga, channel nigga, zapped. I, nigga, I, I, feel like he, I feel like it's a good promo, Loki. No, no. I don't mind. Listen. I'm not going to strike Just don't you. try to compete with the Clips channel yeah. is all I'm saying. Don't try to beat us to the fucking punch of cutting up our content because we will zap your ass. I'm not going to. I know where you go to high yeah. school, and, and I am a very big fan of your work. Yes, so I yes. say he, this he, as a big fucking fan. He's, he's great. <laughs> I'm not going to strike your shit, but I am going to monetize it. You feel me? Do mm, your thing. True. But uh, he seemed like the wind had been taken out of his sales at a certain point that he like he's acting like oh i'm i'm being threatened with a lawsuit or whatever i gotta stop posting he, he's back at it now it's like he apparently hey. doesn't give a and shit or- david russell peters baby you feel me? <laughs> i told kiki that too i was like bro nigga have fun with this right like it doesn't matter they're gonna people are gonna have their opinions about you regardless whatever it is and it's yeah. like if you let that defeat you then everybody won realistically even if it's people clowning on you that's the best fucking PR nigga, agent that he can have in let's his life like, look at how period. much time this motherfucker's putting into that shit for damn near no return the although amount, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's making some money off YouTube the amount of hate that the pop-up got actually <laughs> made it something that people wanted to look forward to you cannot pay for that type of the only thing worse we, need than to, being we hated. need to do a cypher over the pop-up beat be the only thing that. worse than fucking uh being hated is being obscure so it's like yeah. hey maybe they're laughing at you right now but maybe you could do something with that and it, it beats not being known at all i would much rather as a content creator evoke any type of strong response, whether it is positive or negative, then just be ignored any fucking day of the week. Man, fuck him because I've been thinking about peeing this whole fucking time, and then here he is running off, going to take a tinkle. I got literally the bladder of a of a Middle Eastern camel, bro. So now that he... Can you really? Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of it is from battle rap events because when I was running the King of the Dot... There's always um, a good piss corner at the battle rap event, but, but right? But the thing is, when I was running the King of the Dot season, I would go from hosting the battles to directly afterwards doing on-screen commentary, then doing interviews, and then right into the next battle. There was no window for me to piss hmm. for like three, four hours straight. So eventually, like, I would just like... It's like tantric sex for your bladder. Like, Sometimes you know I'll I mean? watch a Joe Rogan episode and I'll just be like amazed by how he just doesn't piss for three four hours and you're a grown-ass man which i feel like as you get older it gets harder to hold a lot of piss i'm not sure exactly how that works but i'm pretty sure that like your bladder is just kind of strained over over the years Mm. but yeah for sure like i I peed realistically maybe like 20 minutes or a half hour before i started this podcast so right now i haven't peed in an hour and 40 minutes i could so piss right now and the fact that i have to go hey don't go chasing waterfalls but this is the thing please stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to that's a good point have you ever read uh the yellow river by ip daily yeah yeah. my mom used to talk about that a lot when i was a kid but uh yo ip freely we should normalize pissing on this podcast because i feel like a lot of times the reason why we just do a hard out at two hours is because the fact that we all have to piss and if we were all to just go and and pee we could maybe do like a three-hour show whatever and like i feel like the people would appreciate it i have like such 
an overpowering FOMO at times mm. when it comes to things like this. And I would rather literally have my bladder explode. My, my than have anybody be able to talk about you without you being able to no, respond? No, me, be, me miss something cool. What's some shit that you want to talk about, AD, before he gets back? The, oh, that's too God late. God damn it. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm trying to drink more water, man. Like a fucking grizzly bear roaming up in here. I was gonna mention all the memes about the thing on the back of his neck. Oh yeah, let's go. There's just there's some funny ones. That was funny. I like your neck. Thank you. You're giving neck. Pause. <laughs> it's giving neck. It's giving. <laughs> <laughs> Big neck energy. <laughs> Yo, bro, you should remix that. So I, I have this predicament, and I think I talked about this on the new episode of Sledge Lords, available on the Adam Twenty Two channel. Everybody, go check it, check it out. But I've been really on my grind with TikTok because. Let me explain to you. TikTok is a fundamentally extremely different app than Instagram in this specific way. Mm. Is that I went on live on TikTok. I've been on live a couple of times over the past couple of, uh, of, of weeks. And on Instagram, if I go live, realistically, it's probably like 99% people who follow me watching mm -hmm. at any mm -hmm. given time. And on TikTok, I'm looking at the analytics and it's 9% people who follow me, right? Because the people who are getting to it, for the most part, are people who are scrolling through the For You tab and it's just randomly showing them me. And I'm kind of lucky in the sense mm. that I'm a recognizable face from YouTube. So some percentage of people are going to see me talking and just kind of tune in because they recognize me, already know who I am, whatever. And that element of like gambling when you're on it. And one thing that I noticed is that you'll have like this cascade of viewers where like I'll get on and get up to like a thousand viewers, right? And then it'll dip down to like 300. But if I stay on, all of a sudden I'll be at like 2,000 and 3,000 and mm. shit like that. And it's like, then that'll level out. But I feel like then if I stay on, the algorithm will fucking reward me with an additional boost of like of of, of dopamine because you see it in the chat. It says like so and so followed you, so and so followed you. So when you get that rush of followers, you're realizing like, oh, this is happening. Like people are actually being fed my content. Do you think that incentivizes you to stay on longer? Yes, a hundred percent. Mo, these Chinese motherfuckers are fucking geniuses because <laughs> I can already feel how it's warping my brain. Because one thing I've noticed about TikTok is that my workout shit does really, really good. Like people just like that shit. I don't know what it is, but especially when I don't have a shirt on, if I'm working out, those those TikToks do way better. Now I'm a person who always kind of talks shit about people who make like fitness content because to me i think it's kind of gay to like just document you're like one step away from being that guy. oh no i'm like fully like yeah. total total full-blown hypocrite brand it on my fucking forehead because now i've realized that this probably works for me on tiktok and i think the whole weight loss transformation thing is pretty good on tiktok as well so mm -hmm. i'm kind of trying to lean into that and i'm already thinking like well, why don't I just fucking like go live on TikTok when I'm working out in the morning? Like that'll probably go crazy as well, and I could just have my fucking trainer in the TikTok and shit. So I just want to acknowledge the extent to which this shit is traumatizing me and fucking shaping my brain into this weird clout chasing person that I never wanted to be. Especially because you're chilling with the Jackson Five, baby, <laughs> baby girl's gone. It's just it's just you, exactly. It's just you. And the and the, <laughs> I am literally taking the energy that I would normally dedicate to having a family and and having a, a a fiance, and I'm investing all that energy into beating off. Give me one more chance. And TikTok. <laughs> oh, baby. And never the never the two things I'll at once. Be there. 
You ever beat off the TikTok? No, I haven't. I'm not above it. It's crazy. I can beat after my mind. I look at hot chicks on TikTok and Instagram every goddamn day. I get sucked into the rabbit hole of clicking on some chick with fucking e cup tits, and I've never beat off to that content. It's it's too quick. It's just not too quick. I need to be watching people have sex. But damn it, these. I don't think they made the app for that. Let's be honest. (laughs) The Chinese are so genius. First honey walnut prawns and now TikTok. Well, but what are you guys gonna think of next? You know what they do though, <laughs> and I like that. I like the casual racism. Um, Is that racist? The thing that I'm they like, do. I'm giving that's flowers. Brave. That's brave. Look, I'm giving lotus flowers. All I right? heard. I heard that if you go <laughs> that on, was racist. If you go on TikTok in China, that it feeds you a lot of like very pro society, like of good course. natured, heartwarming content. Yeah. And that then, on the other hand, you as an American, when you go on TikTok. It feeds you what BBLs and like people getting hit with pies in the face. Pro American content. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, that's stuff, what stuff, we do. Shit that is extremely indicative our, of our culture. America's funniest own videos. Yeah, exactly. So I, yes. I, I do think that that's definitely a thing that they're doing to brainwash into being totally brainless idiots. I ain't gonna lie. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Damn. What does that have to do with? He oh, said America's. <laughs> America, this is you. Be honest though, when you were a kid, did you think it was kind of funny that Bob Saget rhymed with faggot? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that seemed pretty funny as a kid, right? <laughs> it's a I facts. Didn't, I didn't even think about that till now. What? I mean, that was different. Josh just screamed, What? He said, What? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. I got a piss too. I'm oh, bad. go ahead. Talk about something gay that I wouldn't relate to. Let's talk about Bob Saget. Talk about sports. <laughs> In a full house like Bob said. Damn, that was racist. Him, he wants us to talk about sports now. What the fuck? Yeah, look all that. This is crazy. So, Lush, how's your day going? Um, so I want to touch back on. Oh, let's go. I want to touch back on the the single thing because it's like I'm now coming to terms with the fact that I'm single, and I know that if I, the more that I embrace that, the more not only will my ex be like sense the energy shifting from me being like under her spell and then as soon as that's gone because she's no longer getting that same level of adulation and see this is what i think that's player shit bro that's what i get for hanging out with sharp you need to get first you need to get some of these fake ass teeth you know what i'm saying let her know you smiling over there at new bitches you know what i'm saying but yo they're on me right now after the after that episode where i said bro like shouts to all y'all and i need twice as many but but I honestly think if she's calling you to say, oh, it's definitely over, she ain't over you. Exactly. But but now she's it's, over you is when you ain't getting no call. We at this point we gotta we have to at least explore life a little bit and then perhaps down the line come together. Like I have a real crazy situation with this girl I'm talking to, and she almost came today, but um it's it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't wanna say too much, but I'll tell you Is she black? She's not white. The first thing I hear is, is she black? I told you guys to talk about gay shit. She's, she, I'll say this. She's Mexican. But, yeah. Which I've, you know. You're talking about your new bitch? <laughs> quite possibly. Woo! Next girl, the next girl. Is she one that you found in the DMs as a result of the podcast? No, no, no. I'm sure that our 12% male, uh, female audience would, would definitely be getting in touch with you after oh, that no, episode. They, they, I, I said that just now. They have been. Really? They've, they've been logging in with the boy. and like Because realistically, most of the hosts on this channel are taken 
Yeah. So it's like they have very few opportunities. And I mean, you do have Blasi who has had sex with a gigantic percentage of the female fans of this podcast. And, and they know that <laughs> and they know that I'm like this genuine guy that's like super vulnerable right yeah. now. So it's like they're swarming. Everybody wants to be a no jumper wife. They're like these fucking vultures, bro. They're <clears throat> Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Shout out to you guys not talking while I was taking that gulp of water so that everybody could hear. Good podcasting. Like Every last drop. I'm trying to be like you. Got to get on my level. Piss mid-podcast. And I usually don't do that. OG suicide. Hey, hey, hey. It's because uh, you guys both pissed on the podcast because you're two peas in a pod. That's how your brain works, huh? <laughs> That's fine. Bars. I was bars. thinking that. There's a thin line between bars God and dad jokes. Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that today, there's this podcast I've been listening to, this like tech entrepreneur podcast, basically. It's called the All In Pod, and it's basically like a bunch of software billionaires who like started a podcast together, and they're kind of like contrarian. Geez, like, save some pussy for the rest of us, no, guys. You guys. It's super, super popular. You guys should fucking check it out for All sure. Right. But they were like, one of the questions that they threw out there as a hypothetical was like, if you had... I forget, it was like $10 million or $100 million. And like, what would you do right now in your life? And like, th th most of them, like, I, I would start a company. I would start this type of software business. I'm just thinking like, I wonder if I'll ever have an arc in my life where I do anything besides create content. Because that's always been how my brain was wired. And it's like so foreign to me, the idea of like, an invention like a product that people are going to use outside of like a t-shirt and obviously i understand that like making video content is a product in a sense and you're monetizing that product but i just wonder like bro I what, feel what's like, past content creation but i feel like you and, and i could be we've just recently in the past year become homies but i feel like i've known you for a while just because of you know watching you on the internet for so long and all that which... i did think you were kind of weird at first but i've really grown to like you <laughs> yeah now. no it's cool i get it i get that a lot i get that a lot <laughs> just a little you know i was i was a little weirded out no but, yeah. I, I understand that you're probably on meth at the time i come across a tad abrasive wait when you met me i was not on meth okay. let, let me ask you this but go, go ahead no what what uh what did you see in lush and disaster that made you say you wanted to give them a pod on No Jumper? Well, Disaster was the first one, and then he brought Lush around. And okay, then I I'll tell, of, I'll tell was like taking a shine so to Lush. So it was Lush like, fuck Lush at first. No, I'll tell the whole story, because he probably don't even remember the whole story. But We got to do three hours tonight. But the thing, yeah, I'm, I'm down for five. I'm down. But, but, but beyond that, beyond that, I feel like your trajectory, if you came up on a stupid lump sum right now, you had like, you was a hunted up, let's say, you... <laughs> You dipping back into the BMX world. You buying, like, you starting, I don't know how the BMX world worked like that, but you're starting your own league or you're making your own bike. You're doing something within that realm. If I had $100 million, Am I tweaking? if I had $100 million, I still don't think that I could make money off BMX. But, but it don't matter, <laughs> though. I'm going to be real with you. It don't it, matter, though. Tough. You were you hunted up, so you're not going to do nothing in that realm? Well, I definitely am trying to do stuff in BMX no matter what, but I will say that I have very little aspirations to get get into like selling bikes, putting on BMX events. I've seen a whole fuckload of people spend a shitload of money doing it over the years. I do believe in it. So that like to me, for sure, if I'm making this like preposterous amount of money that I feel like I can just invest into that, that is something I just want to hire people and do that though. Were you getting the game when it came out? Was it Matt Hoffman? Uh, what was it called? I never really played it. Matt Hoffman. Matt yeah. Hoffman. Oh yeah. How about I say, 
Matt Hoffa. Matt Hoffa. Matt Hoffa. Matt Hoffa's BMX game. There's a Photoshop waiting to happen. I fully expect Cryptic to have that up by the morning. Chop, chop. Cryptic, bro. We went platinum, baby. Come on. Don't play with us. I wonder if Matt Hoffa has been confused for Matt Hoffman in the past. Almost certainly. Just like having met people his whole life, that's bound to have happened. Vel is like the mix between Matt Hoffman and Matt Hoffa. <laughs> but around that that, era, that's the meme right there. One I feel like we were just talking about something good we, that we, I wanted to dig into more. About the podcast and but, how I got on the right, podcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So do you remember about a year and a few months ago when there was a dude that had a meeting with you? Right. And he brought me to the meeting. Right. And I could tell that. I know Josh remembers. Yeah. And the meeting was, I could just tell, and, and I'm not the type, like my homie had invited me to a meeting with no jumper that I was working with. And I was like, man, fuck yeah. I want to, like, I want to meet these fools and be in, I've been wanting to do that. But at the same time, I'm not finna side bust on my homie's meeting. Yeah. You don't do that. No, no. So my initial, my initial goal with going over there is whatever FaceTime. he's, <laughs> yeah. Build a little tiny chunk of rapport. Is yeah. Repetition is the key to familiarity. Beyond that, no, what, what I was really trying to do is help my boy's situation. Like, whatever his goal is, let me try to strengthen it and, and add value to the situation. Dick riding. No. That's not dick riding. <laughs> no. That's being, no. Fucking, that's, being, that's being a real homie. What he, fucking what suburban white person. Networking. No. <laughs> Networking. Yeah. No. What, what happened was, what had happened was, we pulled up and I could tell, he, he, like, y'all were not feeling the game that he was kicking to y'all. It was not working. It was falling on deaf ears. At no one, comment. At one point, Josh even said, like, I have no idea what you're <laughs> saying right now. Like, he was using, like, these really verbose corporate phrases. Uh, like, well, when you add the assets to the fingerprints of the of the bobulation, of the cobulation, like, he was saying a bunch of shit that didn't make sense. And then so I was like, damn, this meeting's about to be out the window so let me try to help then i was like what y'all really need to do is a battle rap podcast and really mm. I, if, if anything i should be the host and whoop de whoop de whoop and then me and adam took a flick afterwards and i was like and then um because i was like hey will you take a pixel with me so like this <laughs> <laughs> my baseball wants to take a pixel with you <laughs> what's your name yeah. little boy yeah so so we t we took a flick and it was like my boy had it. It was on the little yellow background, but it wasn't framed properly. Like you could. I'm gonna see. Mr. Girl you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it got posted. It got. I posted it, and everyone's like, "Oh, Eaton Lush got interviewed on No Jumper." And I was like, "Yeah, it's coming soon. Don't trip. It's right. on. It's, it's on the way. They know who I am. They totally remember my name." Right. And then um. And then, like, I, was, I told my boy, because my boy's the one that I contact with y'all. I'm like, follow back, follow up, follow up, like, talk to these fools. I remember you liked the pic when I posted it. I was like, okay, word. The caption was, no raisins in, my, in our potato salad. I was like, whoop de whoop de whoop. Like, <laughs> I remember being like, what the fuck? What the hell does that mean? But, you know what that means. What, what does it I don't. I don't even. 80, what does it mean? It basically means, you know, white people put raisins in their potato salad, black people don't. We do. Yeah. I've Allegedly. never done it. It sounds delicious, honestly. Allegedly. There you go. I love raisins. What I was saying is like we're we are accepted by the community. And like, oh, like okay. we're how's you know that, that are we? I don't know. Allegedly. There's like like pockets of it. There's a poker game that I play in sometimes and like one of the dudes is like this older black dude, right? But he's in the comedy world. Like super cool ass dude who's like apparently got a shitload of money. Bill Cosby. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> 
And he, uh, <laughs> and um, you, you trade him uh, liver king remedies for fucking uh, aphrodisiac pills, right? <laughs> but but he plays against me on the stream or whatever, and then he starts getting hit up by people that were like, "Oh, that's so cool!" They're interviewing Adam. He interviews with these rappers. He's super cool. And like, so then the next time I play with him. He's kind of like extending the invite to the cookout, letting me know, like, you are very, very respected. You're held in high regard by a lot of people that I fuck with, yada, yada. He's like, what do you think of this 50 cents? Yo, and, I, and I'm like, I'm honored, but also, like, I really, really am bad at praise. And you guys probably noticed that because I'm also bad at other being pra- people being praised. Oh, you I hate just, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're just a mean soul. I, yeah, yeah. I'm just a bad guy. Dark Adam. I, I like, really didn't know. Cool shoes. <sighs> Dick right. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I can't believe you guys said his shoes are the greatest. I'm uncomfortable with the invitation. Stop so gazing the at the Frank stand. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I don't know how to react when I'm given that. And like people always want to do that. They always want to tell you like you're the one cool white guy on earth. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say. Leave me out of this, man. Mm. Uh, I'd be like, I'm white. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Do you not see this cool like, fit I've put yeah. together? I'm wearing purple. I'm wearing a purple picnic <laughs> nappy. In I've tried to throw you <laughs> off the chase, uh, off the scent. Um, all right, I just want to say this though. I feel like Lush is like the permanent third co-host at this point. I just like. Sheesh. I feel like Josh I, is wincing. <laughs> my attitude. Is that and and I feel like I like tried to engage this conversation in the group chat and husband just kind of ignored it and like has been basically non communicado in there. But he's going through a lot of shit. Man. I need yeah like and, and I respect that and I I am there for him as a friend and I I want him to continue being on disconnected. But for the time being, it's like I just need somebody who's bringing more consistent energy to the pod, both in coming to the pod consistently as well as just being a more consistent communicator on the podcast. And it sucks that this is kind of on the, on the tail end of us going on that tour. And like, in a lot of ways that was great, but I just feel like I would really like to see house phone be able to be a consistent part of disconnected before we say like, okay, let's have them back on the no jumper show. House phone. I love you. If you ever want my seat, you can have it. I won't come here. If he ever wants to be a guest or, or, or be a, a fourth mic. I'll, I'll sub out anytime I, I he just, wants to do it. At this time, I feel like he needs to get his health and his shit together. I don't know why the fuck he's in the ER two times in a week or whatever. We're not really getting like any significant updates about what the fuck is going on. But it's like he just got to get his shit together before we can really act like we're be able to be taking this serious. And, wanna, and meanwhile, I love the energy that you're bringing to this. Thank and you. Even if some percentage of the fans probably are like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to watch because I just like house run or whatever. I mean, I feel you, but look, I, I think we can weather that. And I feel you as well. And I want to go on record as saying there is no replacing house phone. And house phone has been an integral reason why even myself was drawn to No Jumper and Uh, continue to watch it. Some some of my favorite No Jumper moments in history, like the Aaron Carter interview and things like that. Where he got a chain. Where he was a pivotal (laughs) part of. And there's, you know, he's incredible at what he does. His his contributions to the world of fashion, his importance in like the LA underground scene. Don't talk about him like he's Virgil. I mean, House Phone is great. House Phone is virtual. But I have like I don't ever want to be looked at as the replacement of House Phone. Right. Even though, just like he didn't want to be replacement Redacted Girl. <laughs> even though we're hella fucking like fuck you, you ha- didn't want me to be. Look, I'll just go on record. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on record as saying this: If House Phone and I had met 
three years ago, it'd be all fucking bad. We would have been the worst influences on each other. Y'all would have had to keep us away from For each sure, other. For sure, you guys would be a couple eight balls deep every day. Every day. And, like, we were into the same kind of music. We're both into fat. Like, we're into so much kind of shit. Like, we would, I, that was the first thing when we actually kicked it. I said to him, I was like, bro, like, thank God I met you by the time I was sober because we would have perpetuated each other's malady to right. the umpteenth degree. But, like, there's no, I just want to just in, in summation want to say there's no replacing house phone but i'm glad to be a part of this i'm honored and it's fire even though i hate both you guys yeah and like the the disconnected uh cast is still like kind of up in the air i think they're still like figuring out who they want to have on there and everything like that but like my conversation with blasi was basically like i want you to feel like you can be the one sailing this shit because mm -hmm. house phone is just Obviously, he's going through whatever he's going through. He's not consistent about showing up. I just want you to feel like you can kind of call the shots and be able to make decisions because I, I just feel like I'm getting more consistent attention from you. You seem like you're taking it more serious. I just want to empower you in that sense, you I, know? I talk to House Phone. You know, like, this ain't no co-worker to me. House Phone is like a brother to me. Like, when he go through shit, like he hit me up. You know what I'm saying? We have deep conversations and stuff like that. I know exactly what he's going through you know what i mean and it's 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 fucked up though because it's like i i want bro to be the best of his abilities but it's like you you have to he has to get get right you know what i'm saying health wise health dude. And, and, I, and i'm not talking about work wise i'm talking about health wise because you know even like even like yesterday i'm like bro i'm blowing him up i'm like man you good you good and it's like he sent me a picture in the er and it's like damn like i don't even want to get a call that you know what I'm saying? And I know having uh, health problems and stuff like that's just scary as fuck for men. Like, we don't like going to the fucking doctor. It could be the, the, I the, fucking la the last thing the on doctor. our fucking list. And, and if you've, you've ended up in the ER that many times in the past couple months, it's like, bro, what, what do you? kind of wake-up call are you going to fucking need to stop doing drugs and st and well, start eating fucking normal? Nah, but, you know, like, awesome. And I'm not trying to put the homie business out there, Yeah. but he went through something similar that I did is when you keep going to the ER and they're not telling you nothing. They're taking your blood. They're saying that you're fine, like, as far as what they can figure out, and he still feels inside that, like, he's fucked up. Right. And that's basically where he's at with it. And it's like, okay... Um, you know, we have people that kind of like specialists who've tried to figure out the root cause of it, but it's like, I, you know, it's fucked up. Cause like, you know, sometimes people that, um, commit suicide, you know, they say like, I have a fucking itch or a sickness in me that, that can't be diagnosed and shit. And it's like, everybody goes through that shit. And it's like, you know, I don't know if it's mental for bro. You know what I mean? I know he's had bad anxiety. I know he's had, I'm not going to say depression, but it could be some of that too. And I, and I think, you know, us as a, as, a, as a company and the fans and the people that love and watch us and everything, like everybody reach out to him, say some encouraging words. Don't go try to, you know what I'm saying, fuck with, we, with his head that he already got going on right now. Well, exactly, because when, when you're in the public eye and you're having a clear you know, downward spiral mm. and there's a deterioration of people love it. Right. And they we love better it. pray he don't meet up with Candace Owens at some point. Oh man. <laughs> if she shows him that documentary, it's it over. Might, it might be a wrap. 
It might be a wrap. Nah, but I mean, I got all the love in the world for House of but I just feel like at this point, it's like you got to start taking like the other parts of your life a little bit more serious. Like I, I hate having to do some fucking tough love type bullshit on camera or whatever, but I just feel like, you know, it's like, and he's still on camera. He's still like, I'm sure welcome to pull up Disconnected and shit as much as he feels like coming. But in terms it's of this, the elephant I, in the room, though. I, I need something more consistent. Yeah. And, well, and here we have a fucking purple shaded fuck. Come on, bro. Grimace in the flesh, a.k.a. Old Reliable. <laughs> Lord Varus rocking Grimace gear. Here we are. What's Let's that? He has a one-eyed Pokemon purple people eater. Yep. Remember that? Yeah. That's you, too. Yep. That's, <laughs> yep. You look like you got dressed listening to Greedo. You thought, no, you know, I'm fine. You're like literally, the, you're like the, the fat on my head is as a person. <laughs> That was a good one. There needs to be there needs to be a, a mashup of that song and Munch. <laughs> you thought I was feeling you? Use a one eye purple people eater. <laughs> I know that this is weird to say because it's actually pretty much the truth, but you look like Josh on meth. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. You hit me with one. What do I look like? Don't hold back just because I'm the one cutting the checks. Oh, I promise you. Well, I'm, not really, but they're being cut from our bank account. I am not holding back at all. <laughs> Give me a roast. You you look like an undercover neo-Nazi at a hip-hop show. <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah. That's old. <laughs> oh, really? Like, well, got, uh, it's been normalized. Okay. All, right, all right. I'm a racist. Fuck it. <laughs> Nick Fuentes has sold me. Clearly. Um, okay. And, um, AD... Yeah, what's he look like? Mark Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. You just scared to diss AD? He can. Fuck no. Omar, Omar Gooden. You think Fuck. you could survive on ro- on the roast me shit or what is that shit? Oh, was? yeah. I think Lush can do real oh, yeah. good. You think oh, you yeah. survive? Oh, yeah. 1,000. Because I, I don't get offended. I don't personalize anything. And it's all in good fun. That shit is not easy, bro. It's no, you know what's fun. not easy is uh, adapting a two-year-old to a new time zone. My girl's sleep is fucked. Mm. Because think about how annoying it is to go to a different, to go to Europe and then like how much it fucks with your fucking bodily clock or whatever. Like anybody who's been through real serious jet lag knows what this is like. But as an adult, like I've really learned to control it because I can, you know, if if I'm on like two hours sleep when I land somewhere and it's eight in the morning, I'll just drink a bunch of coffee, stay up all day. Smoke a bunch of weed at night, crash the fuck out, and my body will still feel kind of weird and stuff. But it's like I could like basically force myself into getting onto the schedule of the country I'm in, even if it feels a little bit awkward and I'm tired at like 8 p.m. or whatever. But when you have a kid, I mean, making them go to sleep when they don't want to go to sleep is a fucking insane challenge. Well, basically, AD looks like Shy McBride. <laughs> Who is that? Shy McBride. I don't know who that is either, and I still laugh. He just laughed. Saying yeah, it, please, it looks hey, like anything. Hey, hey, Josh, please Google this man and put him on. Shy McBride. And put him on the screen for people to see. Uh, come on, fool. You know, you're. Come on, man. Remember in Ninja Turtles, there was that one dude who was like, he was like a. a Casey Jones, you look yes, like him. That's no, you. that's you. you. Like the, you like no. the, that's you. You like the brain. Me? No, Greg. You like the brain. Greg. Greg. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. You kind of just look like a floating All brain right. in general. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of look like the uh, Chief Wiggum. No. Wow. From the, from the Simpsons. Yeah. You look like wow. Mr. Burns. Nah. You look like Otto, the bus driver. <laughs> That's the energy I give off. Yeah. You're like a gay Fonzie. He was an gay. educated stoner, so I'll take that. Yeah. He was. Remember he was walking out of Stoner's He's Pot Palace? He's, He's walking out of Stoner's Pot Palace. He said, like, that they should be sued for false advertising. 
Yeah. Otto yeah. had bars. Otto was high as fuck. I'm trying to be high like Otto. That's a bar I you hope got, to spit you in the future. Flanders vibes too. I'm definitely trying Diddly to do. That's how I feel when I have a mustache. You look like Flanders. I feel like I'm giving Flanders. It's giving Flanders. It's giving Flanders. All right, that's everything off the top of my head. Perhaps we shall dive into some of these uh, topics that I have assembled here. I like you got on a piece of paper now. Well, because my phone is updating. I got a new phone. So you, got, you got the new one? Yes. There we go. So I'm doing the transfer you right now. You look like you got molested by a bassist. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Also, everybody comment. It sounds funny. I don't know what it is. Is that on point? Though? I don't get it. Comment. Get it, but I like it. You don't get it's it? It's funny. No, that, that was the best thing that... Fucking Josh gets that it. That was the he best thing it. that Toke said to Ice Poseidon. He said, you look like a lead singer in a band. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the most the alpha fucking thing yeah. that you could be. A lead guitarist. The, guitarist, the yeah. most alpha. Like the dudes who get the most pussy like in just, society. Yeah. Dudes who have like to you. fight off pussy. Ice Poseidon does not look that cool. And he just he's like complimenting him and not even realizing. It. You look like you just slay top tier boon <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I could, when I heard that, I was like, this cannot stand. He definitely fucks. Like, this guy, he fucks. Let's talk about the fact that A. On notebook paper? You, oh my I, God. I wrote things down. I'm so sweaty. I'm so ready. Gom spaghetti. You could read this. Chicken scratch. Vomit on a sweater already. Look, we could be on here for four hours. Look, I have this whole double sided sheet that Dash type printed out for me as well. I got all kinds of shit. But uh, the one that my eyes are most drawn to is probably the fact that. We went low-key viral on Twitter. Let's go. We did. We made a joke on I the podcast. The yeah. Hold on, y'all to <laughs> Russia. Last week, we had this conversation where at one point, Lush, who was funnier than me, wittier than me, that he belted out, <laughs> I brought the carts to Russia, masterfully blending Brittany Griner's current predicament with Lil Yachty's I Took the Walk to Poland song, Pretty funny. Which I was right about the meaning of, which I said on that show, that I was like, he's for sure talking about pulling up in a Poland spring. People do. He was right. People and pour lean right. in water. I recently saw these kids. I, I saw it in videos. Like, it's been a staple in recent rap videos. And I then, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And then when he, when he said that, I was like, that's got to be what he's talking about. Very conscious. Oh, I mean, it's actually one of the worst parts of, not one of the worst parts, but another very unhealthy aspect of repeated lean use is you're sipping that much soda, which is super bad for you in and of itself. Yeah, but that's why you got to like pour your lean dirty as fuck and not drink as much. It's like minimize the amount of soda. Or just drinking. here's an even better idea. Don't even fuck kick the cup. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, kick was, the motherfucking cup. You the lean cast? I've been drinking lean at the Se- crib, yeah. yeah. Sega lean cast. I've been drinking lean at the crib, and I just like don't fucking post about it, and I'll just be having a foggy little morning the next day, and it just is what it is. Have I'm you just... done it on the? So you should bring the, the walk to. I've come on your podcast multiple times drinking lean. I'm pretty sure I, I can tell you like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, remember I fell asleep and couldn't go to my own strip club after on my birthday. Shameful. Bring the walk to Poland, bro. I've yet to make up for, the... for it. That was embarrassing. Yeah, I should have got Lin- booted up. I Lin- wish I had, had Lush with me at that Lin- moment. I had all the ones. I had Sky Bree with me. All these fucking girls and shit. All the homies. We had fucking certain people sitting on one end of the table, far away from other people. <laughs> I just remember that I can't talk about this. Um, but yeah. we went viral though. What we got? T- t- Forty million views. It was like because t- now you can view 
the amount of views that your tweet has, and that shit has like fucking two million views or some shit. It was over three, I thought. It got like hella quote tweets from woke people basically telling me that I'm a piece of shit because I'm white. And to them, I would just like to say, boo-boo, you can't do anything to me. I get to make offensive jokes and you can't do anything. Bro, the movie was hitting me like, this your man's? Dog, the movie. I was there. The best part, it was me. Yeah, you're like, I'm so glad that you are in that clip because if you weren't in it, it would be such a pass for you to get off. Dog, dog, you know the movie Shadas? Yeah. The Jamaican movie? Classic. Bro, the movie Shadas tweeted at us like, middle-aged white men glorifying black Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? And I responded, I was I was, no, you know I, I heard Cameron talk about it in Hello Songs. Yeah, yeah. We and the movie Shatas. I know I, I never seen it, never thought about it, never no, movie. Never want to see I it. I responded to it. I was, I was like, yo, my bad, but I fuck with that movie heavy. You're fire. Like I love getting shit it's on. Shatas and what's the other one? God damn it. Um, um the harder they come. Um, no, 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 no. It's with the um fuck. The guy cool with the camera. I would like to proclaim God my right to make fucking offensive jokes. That's all I got to say about it. Do I actually think that Brittany Griner's predicament is funny? No. No. I think it's an atrocity. I think it's terrible. I feel the utmost compassion for her. I just want to say that. That the way I feel about her current treatment is essentially exactly the same as the people who are offended by that tweet. I just think in the context of a podcast, if you can make a funny joke, if you can parody a song that literally went viral that day on TikTok to mirror the situation of a celebrity that's currently going through that, I thought it was funny. And I'm able to think it's funny while also thinking that what she's going through is a human rights violation and an atrocity. And I hope that she gets out fucking tomorrow. And if she does, I'll celebrate it. I just want to make my actual opinion on that tweet Perfectly clear. But if she was white, would those same people have gotten offended? I'm starting to see Nick Fuentes' argument. <laughs> There's some validity over here. You understand what you I'm... You got radicalized by Kanye's un- Drink Champs interview? I just took the red pill. You understand what I'm trying Shut to tell up, you? Munch. Maybe white lives do <laughs> okay. matter. Speaking of, oh. speaking of much... I just had an epiphany. <laughs> white lives do matter. Oh. Not only that, maybe all of them matter. Like, no. <laughs> what about Hindu lives? Um, how high is Ice Spy on the list of rappers that you want to fuck? Ice Spice? Man, I I feel like I, I, the other day... She turns me the fuck I like, on. Let me tell you. I like her more with the, with, with the hair like Pinky. I like that too. Yeah. I just I wanted to explain this. Parenting is full of weird contradictions. And the other day, I wanted to see what my kid thought. This was before they took off. I wanted to see what my kid thought of Ice Spice. I put Ice Spice videos on the TV. My kid's dancing around. Strawberry shortcake. My my kid's enjoying it. She's (laughs) looking at the screen. She clearly, she's looking at Ice Spice like she's looking at Elmo. Like she really fucks with her. She likes her. She's feeling the vibe. And I guess I didn't pay that close of attention before and didn't realize how up in her ass that camera gets and how prominently displayed her booty was yeah you so, said this last week bad podcasting no did i yeah i only got you on one Pow! I'm, a, I'm a fan i'm a Josh. i'm a fan of the prominence you gotta, of her ass God, you, gotta you gotta save her though i'd be high i'd be on this too much the, the best <laughs> the, but the best thing Anyway, she's just so hot. Yeah, right? Get, she's so hot. And the ass, yeah, it's, it's all ass. The yeah. best thing to do with she Ice Spice, She got a cute though, face, but her ass is just retarded. Imagine getting some head from Ice Spice. That'd oh, be the please, best. No. Because, and I'll tell you why. Bro, why did I see Yahira taking a black 
donkey dick the other day on fucking Reddit. I, pr- I probably shouldn't be saying that because you should go pay for your high-risk content on her OnlyFans. But oh, you bro, can watch it. They seemed like they were on pills or some shit because they fucking were stumbling all over the place, banging and shit. I was like, what is going on, man? She seemed a little disoriented. No, but do you understand the symbolism of what it'd be like getting head from Ice Spice? Because oh, she's right. rapping about Change the subject. getting her pussy ate. Why are you protecting your high <laughs> Hey. All right. Now, but now let's move on to your high Did you see that video? I did not. Damn, I was thinking I about sending not. in the chat, but I didn't want to trigger House Phone. Don't do that. Thought he might have an episode. Don't do that. There's a yeah. black dude with a giant dick. I don't know what House Phone's packing, but I'm guessing it's not like that. Jesus Christ. Was Were they listening to like Jamaican dance hall music in the background when he was sitting? Were you listening to Ice Spice? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were listening to anything, and that made it feel even more cracked out. Like yeah. they just weren't in the right frame of mind while they were making that. Oh, no. Like the dude at one point, it's like he's almost like getting in position to nut, and the camera just like shows nothingness. I'm Because, yo, I'm pretty sure he's putting the phone. He has like a... What's it? A pop socket on the phone. I'm pretty sure he's putting it in his mouth and fucking her. And and a pop, the, you talking about the little thing? The, yes. The, the pop filter, so you yes. don't spit on it. Be, no, the fucking little thing that comes <laughs> off the end, so you can <laughs> hold. A pop you okay, can yeah, hold yeah, your yeah. phone like this. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? A selfie stick. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the dude. Because no, it's not a selfie stick. You like at it's first, like a little tiny. I'm, I'm, no, it's not a selfie stick. It's essentially yeah. a selfie. It's, like, it's, it's like a circle. Yeah, that that pops out of the back of the phone. How do you not know a pop socket is? You're really showing your age, bud. A selfie stick. <laughs> but but because I'm I'm watching it and I'm hearing Bring his, house phone back. He, he's breathing so heavy, and I'm thinking like, why am I hearing his breathing so oh. much? And then I realize, oh, he's. And then I'm like, why are both his hands on her ass? And then I'm like, oh, he must have the fucking thing in his oh, mouth. Or okay, or he has okay. a GoPro on top of his head, but with an iPhone. Yeah. No, it was filmed with an iPhone. Yeah, if it was a GoPro, that would make way more sense. What a- they so have cases for everything. So it's POV. He's but filming it. That was my first time seeing Yahari get dicked down. What did you think? It was pretty cool. I hope she'd be a little bit more alert if she came to Plug Talk. She's not coming to Plug Talk, man. I've already accepted that. I want to know who Especially this guy Especially not was. after this, this guy gave her the 12-pack. I just want to know who this random black dude was that was banging her. He gave her the shotgun, all 12 of them things. I watched her homie Janet sucking a dick the other day, too. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say where. Avocado Thotty? Yeah. Wow. Pretty hyped. These girls sound fun. They're podcasters. They sound a lot of fun. And I don't mean to discredit them. Yeah. What were we talking about? Didn't I read a topic? Podcasters get fucked. Uh, yeah, basically. What was the topic? I well, we, we were talking about first place. No. no, I brought up Eureka. No, Brittany Griner. I brought I that like, one up. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I issued the statement on Brittany Griner. So yeah. we already passed that. I just wanted to make sure I knew which one we already talked I was like, about. You repeated something you talked about the week before. But God that's damn fine. it. No, you're right about the ice fight. <laughs> Fuck, man. And then it's even worse with, with Sledge Lords. Yeah. Because I definitely said some shit on here that I already said on there, but I think that's acceptable, but I don't want to do too much of it. I anyway, won't, I won't tell Danny. Kanye's mega canceled. Let's talk about that. His drink champs rant that has now been removed. I watched an hour and a half of it before it got removed. I'm sure I could watch the rest of it on Rumble or something if I want. You but- watching on Kiki's page? <laughs> Part of it. <laughs> well Yo. played. Well played. I love that I like teach Kiki about YouTube and that his he he interprets that as like re-upload the Kanye <laughs> interview on your page. It's pretty smart. This shit skis. I don't understand, but um, that that has been like a a weird 
thing to be taken in. Kanye seems like he might actually be canceled for real. Like, like all his like connections in the fashion industry. This motherfucker, keep in mind, he's been marching around wearing a Balenciaga mouth guard for the last couple months, or you know, days out throughout the last couple months. And now they've dropped him and said that they're not fucking with him. I don't think Kanye can be canceled. He can't. But I also I, I feel but like he's clearly being canceled from a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, I, they're I feel definitely like going to try. We already but, talked about the bank account, right? Yeah. But that had happened previous to the interview already. Right. Like he had already, you know. And so he that's from the initial comments about Jews, and then they were like, "You can't bank with us no more." Right. But it, it's the the problem is it's two things. I feel like. He's making these statements in order to see how far he could push the not being canceled narrative. Like, what can I get away with? How far can I go? And it's also perpetuating this almost Tupac-esque me against the world yeah. ideology. He's taken where, on this contrarian perspective where he wants to be the one saying the things that everybody else isn't willing to say. And for real, like some of the anti-Semitic shit is like the stuff that you will just hear people say for sure. in conversation. Like we've all heard people say that kind of stuff, but nobody says it publicly because everybody's scared of the Jews because they're hella powerful and we see it all the time. Like with the Nick Cannon shit. If Nick Cannon had said a bunch of shit that was offensive about Chinese people or fucking... I don't know, like fucking white people, whatever. Like that wouldn't have done anything. He said it about Jewish people, and it got him fucking his and, whole shit canceled. And that's the fucked up part. Yeah. And that's the fucked up part about it is it kind of validates everything that what he was saying. saying. All this shit is a self fulfilling prophecy for sure, right? Because he's right. They're fellow fucking organized and and are able to exert a lot of pressure. And when you see like American Apparel not will, being willing to release the shirts that he that they printed for him or whatever of this whole tremendous campaign pain that he's on where he's trying to discredit uh fucking tremaine yeah the creative director of supreme it's like that's pretty fucking extreme and when the t-shirt printer yeah. isn't gonna give you your shit and you gotta go give it out in skid row and you see now kanye's getting a different level of treatment because rolling stone just put out an article that says kanye is seen in skid row giving out t-shirts with alleged rapists Ian Connor, With whatever. Ian Connor. They're doing everything they can to fucking smear him. Now, just, I, every time I hear Ian Connor's name, I just think of Lil Pump and Smoke Perp being like, fuck Ian Connor. That, Remember that? That, yeah, that beef oh. was amazing. <laughs> That's a walk down memory lane. He's a bitch ass lame called Ian Connor. I remember seeing that and being like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Do you think that, um, okay, if he's successful with buying um, Candace Owens' husband's social media app, Parlor, which is, which is a hardcore right wing but, but very unpopular like very unpopular much less popular than than uh rumble or truth social even which are both themselves i mean truth social is really struggling but i feel like even that's way bigger than parlor well but do you think kanye could, could blow make it up it, make it cool and blow it up because right now can he make it more popular than it is absolutely for sure. sure is he gonna make it an actual mainstay when fucking trump wasn't able to really make truth social much of a thing that's, i kind of doubt trump. it trump is but not trump, moving the, needle. the president but no, here's here's the that, thing though he's the president but kanye he makes shit cool yeah right? he does dude, make shit but cool but in its how essence, cool is the stem player right but How cool is Yeezy right now? They're not selling like they were. The stem a year player or two ago. was cool. The stem player in, was in, in the, the product was dope. Yeah, but it's a lot of people that's gonna pay two hundred dollars for something. No, didn't exactly take the world by storm. The, let's be real. The thing is this: him having the, um, platforms like Parlor, the the whole the whole like appeal of it is 
there's no regulation. You could say whatever you want. Censorship doesn't exist. But you still need. Pl- they still have plenty of reg- regulation but, from but, the beginning because the, the app store is not going to allow them to exist if they're if allowing they hate speech, people planning political violence, that type of shit. Like they, from the get go, they have to end up blocking a lot of fucking people. to a certain extent. But it's way more free speech. But yes. even then, it's going to become it's a shit show ultimately, and mm. everyone's just running their mouth saying a bunch of bullshit. The fact, like. Although it might be annoying to be on platforms like Facebook and Twitter because they are way more heavily regulated, you're actually reaching an audience. Kanye, from day one, if par- if he takes over Parler, he's going to have to deal with the reality that there's a lot of people that he probably agrees with who have really extreme racial ideas that he's going to have to keep off the platform because Apple's not going to allow it to be in the App Store if they allow like true free speech on there. I think it's a perfect time, though, because Instagram right now is like, Super fucked up right now. Man, imagine me just waking up every day and going live, working out on Parler. <laughs> the, <laughs> the average Parler user is a 40-something, ultra-conservative, I'm just going to go out and say it, racist, middle American. But maybe I should assign Yuri with being our Rumble poster who posts all the No Drummer content on Rumble. I wonder, like, is Rumble if, like popular? Is right there now? anything that we could actually gain from posting our content on there? What do you do on Rumble? It's just a social network, but yeah, it's like a right-wing-owned social well, network. Well, I think definitely posting interviews that pertain to that audience, like the Nick Fuentes, if you post it For there, sure, we could post it on that'll there. That'll be smart. Um, Miss, what's his name? Mrs. Girl or whatever the fuck. Mr. Girl. Yeah. How dare you fuck up his pronouns? <laughs> Misgendering Mr. Girl. How dare you? Lady guy, whatever. No, if you want to <laughs> have a good time, you got to go watch the interview with Mr. Girl and Jesse Lee Peters. Or Peterson, whatever the fuck his name is, it's it's like, and then watch Destiny with Jesse Lee as mm. well. Mm. It will blow your mind, and I'm dying to hear your reaction to it. It's totally like they're, they're just like talking about different kids they touched. Like. Just, just wait, just oh, wait. Man. But yo, I want, I, I hate it that I'm gonna have to watch that Mr. Girl interview again to hear Destiny react to it. At a certain point. He, he, did, he did already? I just know he's going to react to it because it's going to be super interesting to him. Because he's kind of like, that's been Destiny's thing. is he, he brings in these weird characters into his universe. And that's mm-hmm. where Nick Fuentes came in. Is that he's like so fucking canceled. And Destiny's so far left. But he's still going to platform this fucking abhorrent white supremacist whatever to get his perspective. Which I personally really look at it as something that I find kind of inspirational. Like you should have be willing to have these conversations with people that you disagree with. Right, absolutely. If it becomes an echo chamber and there's no voice of dissension, then at a certain point it's just boring. It's the same person talking to themselves essentially. Yeah. And that's why I always say as much as he gets on people's nerves, Flacco is a vital component to the no jumper universe. Because like without Flacco on the Monday show, it would hit a lot different. Him creating these arguments and going I, against I agree. Yeah, it's very it's imperative. But the like, the the line and the question is to to what extent can you not platform conspiracy theorists and and who's a conspiracy theorist versus who is just like a genuine person like as much as Nick Fuentes has a bunch of rotten ideas from our perspective it didn't really feel like he was trying to convince us of some crazy plot against you know like he did he did veer into it with the race the race realism shit or whatever but it's it's not it to me it hits different than when i listen to candace owens where i feel like she is actually preaching straight bullshit well i mean they've anything that tries to flip the consensus to 
white people are being oppressed, right. essentially. That's veering on a conspiracy theory in and of itself. Well, yeah. White lives matter, Lush. Apparently. It's the new wave. Apparently. The, where, the thing in the... I like the most deaf shirt where he took the V out. Right. And it says white lives matter. That's I thought that was kind of most deaf fully on, live with, on board with the, the white lives matter movement. I doubt it. I think he's definitely not. Well, you think if you go to like Rolling Loud next week that, that there's going to be kids rocking that shit? You think that shit will be considered hard in the Supreme line? It, it definitely, it's super edgy, bro. Right. Like, it, I'll tell you, if the, if there's like black kids wearing it, that would make sense. I could definitely see that. Also. I could definitely see that. Yeah. The edgy ones. Yeah. Push the line a little bit. The, the same. A dude. white kid wearing it is way different. Yeah, it holds... <laughs> Yeah, why, a different why did Kanye not choose any white models when he was doing this? Couldn't For, get any of his. Besides the point, none of his white homies could show up to model that. I'm not surprised. Which of his white friends would actually model that? Bieber. <laughs> no, no, I know, no. I know. I'm just saying, like Bieber, Lush. Bieber yeah, management exactly team, Bieber yeah. management team mobilized to stop him. They would be attacking him, dragging him away from the photo shoot to keep him from being photographed anywhere near that shirt. But let him hold up some activists. If it was like, if it was, that was like, a different, a different era. I, I love Kanye so much. I'm like a huge. Look, I'm a permanent. Resident of Jigistan, USA. Bro. So anything that's oh, I have a graduation. I have a Jigistan. graduation. That's tattoo a Kanye fandom me. thing. No, it's a Jay Z fandom thing. Oh. A graduation tattoo on me. You know what I'm saying? You dig so. It's, so it's anything that's J, anything that's Dick, that's Dick Run. Anything Jay Z adjacent, which includes all Rockefeller artists and definitely includes Yay, I'm a proponent of and everything through what the Kanye. That stole my heart is obviously college dropout through my uh, dark twisted fantasy era, yay, which is in some of the best music All ever made. Ever. You know what I mean? And on a political social justice sphere, him saying George, George Bush, Bush doesn't, doesn't care, care about black people, that era of yay right there really speaks to me. But I still like, I know that I'm a mere mortal, so a lot of his tactics, a lot of the things that he does may be beyond my comprehension, and I'm willing to willing to say that I might not understand all of his motives, and I'm just a regular guy. But at the end of the day, I don't know what I would do if, if Kanye hit me like, yo, hey, I like this lush one guy. I want you to be a part of this campaign. <laughs> I'd be so psyched to be like, fuck yeah. Do you think you could do more good from the inside? No, I don't, but I, but I feel like <laughs> I don't you, think he, you want to be part of the bad shit. He doesn't listen to anything. Like He's beyond conversation at this point. You right. can't tell him shit clearly. He doesn't listen to anyone. You see him on CNN. Him. He's like, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah he's, not here, he's not hearing nothing. Nobody can do him besides a Candace Owens. That's right. the only way to influence him. But if he was like, okay, here's the shirt I want you to wear, and it was the White Lives Matter shirt. Right. I'd be like, fuck, oh, what do I do in this instance? That like, would haunt you forever. Yeah, that would be your whole thing. Yeah, that'd be Every time you beef with anybody, that would be the first fucking thing that they bring up. I, I, can't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. But then like, to see the look of disappointment in Ye's face as I refuse the White Lives Matter shirt. Like, yeah, he would call you a cuck. Yeah, for sure. He'd for be like, use a liberal cuck. And I'd be like, I, Pete Davidson, cucked you out, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> what you finna say? Skeet cucked you out, my boy. Boy. Yeah, he, he called Pete a heroin addict on that drink champs thing. Yo, he sent that fool to the fuck on a seventy-two hour hold, Doug. Bruh. He got fifty-one fifty. I feel like the other thing that got a lot less attention is that Kanye kept saying that the Kardashians kidnapped his, his kids. Yeah, and I feel like 
he's he's almost like kind of trying to mobilize his fans. It sounded like so, sort of like telling them like when this happens to me, don't just sit there. Like it, it honestly gave me like January six Donald Trump vibes mm-hmm. of of him sort of like telling the fans that they should almost do something about this. And to me, it felt like he was sort of like inviting some kind of stalking of of the Kardashians. I mean, and shit. if you think about it. What is it? It's your kid's birthday and you don't know where they at. I understand why he's angry. It's just the way he's talking about it felt kind of dangerous. I'm at, it's definitely because... It, and then when you come to the door, they're like, you know, they don't even want to let you in. It's he's weaponizing crazy. his fan base in a potentially really destructive manner. And he's done that several times throughout like the the breakup with Kim and that whole situation. Yeah. But imagine being Meek Mill in that situation and you're like, okay, I'm at this fucking Kardashian party mm. and I got... He definitely caught a stray. Yeah, but like Kanye's hitting me up for the address. What the fuck do I do at that moment? Because mm. I could potentially... I'm fucking off a lot of business if I if I do give it. If I don't, like I'm you know, preventing a black man from seeing his black kids on their birthday. What would you do? <laughs> Act like you didn't have service? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, oh. Yeah. Immediately stop posting on your story. I'm, I, I'm sending it. You get it for me. I'm not responding. <laughs> I'm definitely not responding. You would be the one to, to cause some havoc in that situation. Oh, you would shoot it? You shoot him, Daddy? I want to catch your kids, nigga. Even if I'm, even I'm if not. all the women at the event don't want him there. I mean, it's his kids. Yeah, I guess. That's like right now. Linda's like, don't give Adam Bro. the shoot. I'm like, shoot it. This no, is that's different because that's your man's, 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 man's. But this is the that's, thing. Is that's that, true. Is, is that but if I'm at if, the birthday party, if you're going to be a dad, a then you're never invited to a conversation. If you're a dad, <laughs> yeah, bro, if you're a, a dad and you get divorced, you got to take some L's. You got to take it on the chin. There's going to be a lot of I, I can't imagine a situation in which you're a dad and you and you have a divorce from your wife and that there's not some degree of messiness, disrespect, shit that you don't like that you just have to take on the chin and deal with it, especially when you're in the public eye like that. Like but your kid's birthday is a that's like but aren't we missing the context? Wasn't it like he fucking wasn't supposed to go to That's what having saying, a separate birthday party? Like, there was a lot more to it. Wouldn't right? logic lead you to believe that this was previously discussed? We talked like, about yeah, this at length not, years ago, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're not talk- finna slide to the function. Like, I well, mean, It was definitely discussed. You know if you're wanted or not as a dad in that position. True, you know? but you know, it's, it's not about how you feel. It's about the, the kid, and I'm pretty sure your kid is always, your kid always gonna want to see their dad. Hell no, they want to hang out with Skeet. <laughs> they want to kick it with Skeet. Skeet got all kinds of cool tattoos of their initials and shit. I would have shot it to him. Kanye's nah. like, I'm trying to be at the demonic, uh, satanic, uh, Illuminati ritual that y'all are doing too. Come on. That's how fucked up. I'm trying to be at the virgin sacrifice. That's how fucked up Yeah, is that he actually got me rooting for Skeet in that situation. And now I'm kind of ashamed because it never, it didn't work out with Kim. And I did think that he looked like a huge fucking weirdo when he got those tattoos. Those tats. <laughs> what a mark, bro. <laughs> Wow. That's the weirdest shit ever, right? I'd have been hot as a father. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That ain't, yeah. That's oh, my God. Egregious. Even if it was like five years you've been together, I'm still going to be like, nah, nigga, don't do that. Yo, so my whole life, I've always looked at dudes who become, well, not my whole life, but in recent years, I've known some dudes who became stepdads. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of fucking respect for it because mm-hmm. it's a very selfless thing to raise another man's kids because you're doing something amazing for that kid even though that kid is not your own fucking DNA. And that's kind of counterintuitive for a lot of people. But I have a huge amount of respect for dudes who do that. The other day I was listening to some podcasts. I yeah, forget. they get to get some mom pussy and eat dinosaur nuggies. It's right, amazing. But, but 
but they were having this conversation about how demeaning and humiliating it is because you as the fucking bio as the the stepdad you you're taking care on. of the day of the kid day by day you're the one changing the diapers you're the one getting them ready for school you're the one waking them up someone else all their bullshit trophy. and then the fucking dad shows up every fucking fourth saturday takes an instagram picture with him giving him a new bike and he gets all the credit in the world all the clout when you're the one in the trenches and then meanwhile you posting the kid as if it's your kid is fucking weird because you don't look like him and he's not your blood so even though you put all this time and effort and doing the most selfless shit like i never thought about how fucking crazy that dynamic is it is fucked up because i should tell my stepdad you're not my dad never be my daddy (laughs) it's kind of like since since this is a kardashian adjacent conversation i'm just gonna quote the wise man um young ray j norwood I hit it first. That's why you got you to gotta get to the bag, baby. You got to knock it down first, shoot up the club, make sure that it's your seed. But you, you feel me? could you handle being a stepdad? You Absolutely. think you could handle it? Absolutely. You're ready to debase yourself enough the, at this I, point in your that, life? I, I date Latina women in their 20s. <laughs> they have kids. Like It's an inevitability? Yeah, it's an inevitability. There's a lot inevit- of prime single Latinas with one or two kids, what? right? You, you go, get yeah. them pregnant by making out with them. What the fuck? You breathe on a Mexican girl she get pregnant. Like, God damn. Could you do it? I mean, I kind of feel like I'm at a point in my life where I just wouldn't do it. Like, I'm too selfish. I feel like I've got, Damn, enough, really? I got enough options. I just wouldn't do it. But, I mean, obviously, if it was, like, my fucking dream girl, the greatest chick that I have the biggest crush on and she had kids, I'll probably just deal with it. But as a hypothetical, it feels like I would very much rather be with a chick who hasn't had kids with somebody before, right? I could do it now. It, it, I would prefer it, but uh, it, it's not a deal breaker for me at all. All right, but nah. you could wife up. It's not. Could, could it's you not. wife up a bitch if she had an eight-year-old with Almighty Suspect? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my boy Suspect. It's Yo, just a hypothetical. No, because that's my home. Mm, okay, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But if it was like, if it was Frosty home. the Snowman, hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> the other side. <laughs> yeah. If it was, if it was, if it was somebody that I didn't know like that, and it had an eight year, yeah, like I, I don't see what's wrong. Yeah, right. if it's if it's someone you know, but that if it's definitely. Somebody that I, if it's somebody that I respect, I don't even have to literally like know them or had a best relationship with them. But I'm like, all right, she got a baby with a trick them. daddy. I mean, I don't T-double, know Trick Daddy, so T-double yeah, double D. But you know that he's like a fucking Slip prolific bro, fucker, I would, I, right? I, I, dog, I would, I, I would, I, I would fuck his the mom while slapping Trick Love the kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> but what if? Because <laughs> everybody's going to assume <laughs> baby, that her baby thug. that she had with with Trick Daddy was done under circumstances with, that were less than like you know moral or whatever. Yeah, that she's she was, probably. Probably in some sex dungeon getting bent over by Trick Daddy, I mean, right? She's I, probably if, getting a train on ran on her and it might have not even been Trick Daddy's accept, kid. If I accepted her, then that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we got to accept the past. You, you know? do got to accept the past. That's some manly shit. Yeah. Now, I, I damn near had a similar situation. So my, one of my closest homies passed away. And, <gasps> and um, his... He had a son. Now, this is a good topic. And Let's I was, get into this. And I was low-key the godfather of the child. And, right. and I, I mean, I'm married at the time, though, to somebody else. And I, But I started helping raise this kid like he's my own. Yeah. To this day, you know, like I have a How long were you with the girl? Um, we wound up talking for a minute. Like we still, we still have like an interesting dynamic between us. So you're like dating her for, for years? It's not really. Like, you poly? We, I think you're hearing it wrong. 
Yeah. You wasn't fucking the mom, right? Oh, I not thought at you, first. You, you okay. were fucking. Oh, 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 you did. Yeah, he's fucking his homie's fucking. Not he, at first. His homie died, and then he started fucking her. No, they, no, 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 no. That's no? why. That's why I'm like, hold that's on. some gangster no, 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 shit. No, no. I want to talk about that. No, no. Years later. Years later. Okay. So he dies, and then years later, you start fucking with him. Correct. Well, it's still the same exact thing. Okay. Jesus. I just want to talk about it because. I know in the BMX world, I know a dude who took his own life, and then at a certain point, I don't know how many years passed, but a, his wife at the time ends up dating a dude who he was friends with while he was alive. Now, to one extent, it's like you could look down upon her, but at the other extent, it's like she probably likes this kind of guy, right? Like he's a BMX pro. I'm she's haunting y'all. He's probably into that type of dude, right? They live in a fucking town that it's not like there's a million. It's not like they live in L.A. It's right. not like they live in New York. Right. It doesn't surprise me at all that she probably would end up dating somebody who was in the same fucking social circle as him. Do you look down upon that? Would you look down upon somebody in your social circle? I'm for coming doing that? back as a ghost. Why they get off my bitch? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I back in the day, if this was like during World War II era, like when communication and travel was far more difficult. It was very commonplace for things like this to happen. Well, first of all. Here's a hypothetical. It's not really a hypothetical. My mom told me so. X is the girl that X had the situation where he got locked up because yeah, yeah. he was beating her or whatever. She does OnlyFans. Okay. I have, so if I jerk off to it... I'm, I'm just saying mom. I have been in communication with her. Okay. Would the ex fan base think that I was totally out of line if she was on Plug Talk? Yeah, because nigga, you consider him a friend, right? The, but the, this is a girl that he like dated for a couple months. But the thing is, this I, I, the yeah. reason why I feel like they would trip is I because fucked an, I, a porn star on Plug Talk already who fucking used to date ex. But you have yep. access to so much pussy. And after why, watching that documentary, that yeah, was somebody it, that he he really fucked with. Yeah. That's like, like who cares? That's like, because, okay, this was my relationship you with You have ex. no soul. No, because I talked about I this on the pod though. the other day is that while he was alive, there was this fucking hot ass chick that me and Lena did OnlyFans shit with. And then he sees it on fucking social media or whatever. And he flies the girl out and he's dating her for like months after that, hanging out with her nonstop. And I didn't think twice about it. I was like, that's dope. I'm glad that he's so fucking you, the chick I just fucked, you know? So you owe him one is what you're saying, essentially. Not even like I owe him one, but I just don't think that that would be within... Like, I think that he would probably think that that was pretty dope for me to have her on Plug Talk if he was alive. You know them You know them Florida boys ain't tripping in the slightest, in all honesty. I think bro. he'd be the first person to watch it. I think he'd cancel everything to check that I mean, content we out. we didn't blink an eye in men as a society. Right. You know when Kane was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Knocking down his man's chick. He was. He was. And, and, and here's the... Th Have you seen this movie? Yeah, but I don't remember what you're talking okay. about. So, so uh, Jada Pinkett's... Um, so, baby Kane's daddy. big... Yeah, yeah Kane's, Kane's big, big homie. homie is uh, Jada Pinkett's baby daddy. And okay. it's essentially the same dynamic, except for he's still alive. But he... he he's in jail. He got life. He tells him at a certain point, like, take care of her. Like, he co-signs it. Yeah, so, he hit, but he hit it before he got the blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. But still, like, at the end of the day, you know... Things are different when you're a porn star slash rapper slash podcaster. Yeah, things are different. Things are different in our world. First of all, when we live this like rock star lifestyle, essentially, the, hey, it's we, not we the might same. not make it. <laughs> you feel me? Like, but see, I see it with that being might said. Don't make it. With that being said, there's way more people to select. That too, and that's what I said. Like you have a you have access to a lot of other pussy, but I don't think that although you have this relationship, I don't think that. 
it's different than it being Josh. You know what I mean? Like if Josh, Josh is fucking my sister, so yes, right. that would be incredibly Whoa, different Josh! if I were to fuck his lover. But pound town, <laughs> hashtag to, pound to me, town. Let, let me be real with you. When I did plug talk with the girl uh, Sophia, who used to date X and has a fucking tattoo of XXX on her finger for him and everything like that. That you nutted all over. Yes. We talked all about him and then we had sex. And to be honest, it felt like a little walk down memory lane. Kind of like, you know, if anything, that intercourse was us paying homage to a person that we both clearly had a very strong See, relationship with. In your situation, I feel like y'all bonded over trauma. It's, I was literally about to say, grief is a bonding experience. Also like, sex. That as well. Mm. That as well. But and when you can add the two together, grief, grief sex. That's what I'm saying, bro. When you bro, grief sex is sweet sex. If you are like grieving with somebody, and then you also bang them, that's a powerful combo. Have you ever seen um, the Wedding Crashers? That, that's like a double quarter pounder with cheese and nuggets at the same time. You seen the Wedding Crashers when he's telling him he's like <laughs> he goes to funerals to get bitches? Yeah. I've, don't remember. You've done that before? My, my, no, I my haven't. My movie oh, memory is terrible. But, I mean... If it's been 10 plus years, I don't remember shit movie-wise. Anything like... Like, I always thought that an amazing follow-up to Wedding Crashers would be AA Crashers. Like, they <laughs> pretend they're fucking drug addicts. Wow. Go to meetings. Go to 12-step meetings. You know what I mean? Right. To, and they're like, to pick, up, to pick up on vulnerable women. Because women are... If y'all don't know, that's diabolical. Very easy to fuck in twelve-step programs. They're horny as fuck. They don't have access to their vices anymore. They're trying to get dicked down. Can I throw something out there? AA crashers. I'm, I, you know who I'm jealous of? <laughs> Me? No, <laughs> no, actually, because <laughs> you can't go to AA. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of little baby because the word on the streets is he was getting in Chinese kitties cheeks over the weekend. But that's not who he paid 16 racks to, allegedly. Yeah, who did he do that with? He said I, he paid him to leave. But, but yeah, which is what you do with prostitutes. You don't pay him to come. You pay him ah. to leave. That's why if you're in a relationship, prostitutes tend to... Oh, yeah, it was Miss London. And okay. it's, it's that's the one. That's the girl who put out the statement about him being off a perk and beating the fuck out of her pussy, and it felt so good, and he was the best dick she ever got or whatever. He's denying that. I'd pay, 16, bad, uh, pay 16 racks for that. That's a great publicist. Little Baby denying that is like fucking Little Dirk doing an interview and denying that he has beef with his ops. You know, like rappers just have to say certain things, and I hate when people act like we're supposed to take them serious. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he banged that process. That yeah, but star. why would you, like, of course, I understand why he, he it's would a lot do that, of, though. But it, you got to understand, too. It's a lot of clout chasing right now motherfuckers can say anything right now people gonna run with that shit but and the thing is this though if he you gotta show receipts he's he's literally then on record as saying this is what i'm willing to pay pussy so if if a female comes along and she knows that she's of a higher value than that bitch then he has 32. to pay her more exactly i'll pay chinese kitty for some pussy i'm fast she's like one of those chicks that it just kind of bums me out that she doesn't do porn Dude, she bad as hell. And but, when you see her looking so fucking good on Instagram, but she doesn't do porn. I've never copped the OnlyFans, so I don't know what... Maybe she is doing I don't something. think there's penetration. I don't think so. I should <laughs> yeah. probably cop. I, should probably, I could dedicate a I'll few hundred bucks to that, right? I'll support the culture. For the podcast. You guys but all come over? Yeah. Research purposes. Guys come in the Jack Shack. It'll look like community oh, clips. Baby, and we'll fucking all... I'm not coming in the Jack Me Shack. in the front, and then you two sitting <laughs> no. in the back like the Punstigator and that other guy. And fucking... <laughs> hey, we're, but but we're all fucking beating our meat. <laughs> no. Look at the Chinese kitties. Under only blankets. Fans. Under blankets. No, that could be a new show. It'll be just like Plug Talk, but 
women's Rock talk. But we'll beat off. <laughs> like talk. gay dudes will watch it so that they can watch us beat off. Okay, now you didn't win. I'm just talking about how big the market for it could oh, be. Oh yeah, there's. there's I want the filming to look just like back on Fig slash Community Clips, though. There is definitely a high jizz covered ceiling. No, for that. and we have to get a camera angle where you can see our penises. <laughs> I wish I had like, like opening a box of trading cards. I wish I had Pokemon less shame yeah, this, so I could actually do this. This may be my last day as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gotta We're be alienating like, black no jumper. It, as it's we gotta speak. be. No it's gotta be like vintage drink champs where you got like ten homies, so it could be like a bukkake where you all take turns sitting in the chairs and jerking off to the OnlyFans that you're perusing. When you bust a nut, it goes. Burr, burr, burr. It'll be like watching a <laughs> Destiny stream with you with us beating our meat down in the corner. Oh, actually, I don't know though. Should it be big? Like, what what what, what do the people want to see more of? It's a good question. I'm about to la 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 la. But didn't um didn't this fool already a few years ago, little baby, got put on blast by Tiana Trump? No, didn't she say that? He Did paid, she? Yeah, he paid her that. to suck him off. Apparently, why was why would he have to pay for that? Unless this was before he was popping. No, he was already a huge star. He probably just likes paying for pussy. But it's uh, first of all, okay, some let, guys let's, like that. Let's shit. talk about it. You got enough money? Why not? And I'll tell you exactly make it, what it make is. Make it super easy. Ad, I, you'll probably agree with me on this, and this is not a critique of. Sex AT. work? Are you, are, no, no, are you, beyond that. You don't that. want to offend sex work? No, no. Are you drinking that? No, that's all you, baby. I was um, looking at that shit earlier, I'm too. I'm about... I don't want to be disrespectful no, no. to lust. Do we need more if we're going to go three hours? You smooth. Pause. Eight, look. We got more Wawa? What I'm speaking on is it's a regional thing. And in the South, in, in, the South, in particular, Atlanta and Miami, where strip clubs are such a prominent part of their culture. Right. Tricking is far more accepted than it is in places where there's more of a pimp mentality. True. Such as, you know, L.A., True. the Bay Area, but, Chicago, Detroit. But. Although you, Detroit loves their strip clubs as well. You can, I can go to the strip club and throw $5,000 right now. I'm not going to give a bitch 5000 to let me fuck. But again, that's a, a testament to what I'm saying, though. It's just because tricking is so normalized. No, even, even out there. I know guys that, like, they'll throw a lot of, of course, money. Like, like, I ain't paying for look, no if, if you've but ever, my, my thing is that, given my current wealth, I kind of understand where little babies come from, coming from. Because if, straight to the point. if I was single and I knew that I could pay a chick, not Chinese kitty, but a chick who looked as good as Chinese kitty, to come over the crib for a couple thousand bucks. No strings attached. And I get to fuck the shit out of her for a couple hours and don't have to think about anything, don't have to think about wanting to dine in a girl. Now, granted, the other argument is that given my current situation of being a famous YouTuber, I could probably get all kinds of pussy without having to pay for it. And yeah, I would probably be doing that too. But like, there's something about that ease of doing it. And also, I think a lot of guys kind of get off on the dynamic of her literally being a prostitute. Like, they like that vibe. And I get that because I think that shit's kind of hot in a weird, dirty For way sure. that I For almost sure. like don't even want to accept to myself because I do think prostitution is kind of grimy. No, nah, but, but it's, it's definitely, I get the kink. Right. But, you know, tricking is very normalized out there in the South. But I also understand the convenience of as opposed to having to game somebody up, let me just cast you out right quick. And there's no, let, let, let's pass the formalities. Kanye said, he said, I like to, he said he like to get him a Birkin. He said he'll buy him a house. Mm. Yeah, he said see. all that. But that's if it's his actual bitch. And well, that, he just said he just like doing rich shit. Yeah, because I'm going to be real with you though, like my whole life before this, I would have looked down on dudes for buying pussy. And I 
now only in having money can I like understand and respect that attitude. And you know, that's a weird thing is like, I feel like there's a lot of things in life that you have to experience in order to be able to understand. I heard a quote on a podcast the other day that was this, until you've been married, you don't know shit. Facts. And I really feel like there's a lot of truth to that, even though I haven't been married, in the sense You're of like- You're essentially married. Until you have seen a relationship through to its inevitable conclusion, you really like just don't get dating in a certain way. Like me having a conversation- If you haven't beat M. Bison, you haven't played Street Fighter. When I do a podcast talking about chicks with somebody who's fucked like five girls, and I've fucked like hundreds and hundreds of girls, and I have a whole lot of relationships, all this shit, it's just like not even a fucking conversation worth having almost, because I have so much more lived experience about what a relationship actually means in the long run. And like you just get that through experience, you know? Like my dad's been with one woman his entire- he's had one woman since he was 17 years old, my mom. I was like, you can't give me relationship advice. That's like, fuck, it is. And he can about sustaining a long-term relationship, but when you're dealing with certain mm. intangible aspects and like you don't know what that feels but like. Pops didn't grow up in this time. No, no, no. You feel me? He, he didn't. But That's and, true. And th the other thing is this, though, as far as the prostitute thing, there was a time in my life back in 2016, and um, <laughs> we knew this was coming. Not too long ago, we would have a degenerate tale. My 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 wife and I were living. <coughs> this is right after I got out like the dope game, and I was like super downtrodden. I had been kidnapped and had the shit beat out of me, and I had to move to a new spot. So I moved to Marina Del Rey. Very dark the luxury. It's called the Westerly. A gorgeous. Well, kind of. Not, it was a nice building. I'm going to take a note of that so that when I have to diss you, I'll say, you was a bitch. You had to run to Marina Del Rey. Mm. And you gay. Exactly. <laughs> but but I'll, And you look like a bag of plain lettuce. But, but I'm going <laughs> to slap you with a 12-gauge. Yeah. You feel me? It don't really run as good as yes, a lot of other things. Yes, it yeah, does. Gay gauge. You know. Del Rey 12 gauge. Okay, I'm multi-syllable. Right, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. You're, thinking, multi, you're, you're, you're playing 4D chess with me, yes? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, so what you're saying, you have you, hella prostitutes. Checkers Get ass. to it. Tell us about your prostitutes' so, so tales. At this time, um, I, my cocaine addiction was You only get to do this once as a podcaster. Per, per episode? Like No, but I'm saying like... As a podcaster, your early days as a podcaster, you get to tell all the fucked up shit about yourself, but then that gets kind of old as you get into it because it, you already said it, you know? So no, it's, I it, got main character syndrome. But I like you, it. You, as, AD, <laughs> wicked, wicked, bring it back. But you, I'm just saying. I have an unlimited only, reservoir. I'm just saying. Nah, like, okay, tell look, us about do, the, the... Do what you want. Fuck them. Tell us about the horse. I think the people want to know. Oh, they do. So, yes, so, that's what I'm saying. So I had, got, I had got fronted... Um, another one final ounce of blow that I was supposed to trap, but I was just doing all of it. My God. I just started like doing like an obscene amount of cocaine. You're a nasty and then like guy. That, that turned into more and more and more. You really this are a is, White House phone. Th this is like pre full blown. I had done meth and I could tell that's another story, but full, this is full on cocaine lush. Right. And I moved into this apartment building. I'm literally fucking three different chicks that live in the building. While I'm married, I'm barely having sex with my wife, but I'm, I'm still hitting it sometimes, and I'm fucking three different chicks that live in the building, and I still, I was still horny because all I would think about all day, I'm just doing blow, and I was just horny as fuck, had no morals whatsoever. I found a, <laughs> I found a um, massage parlor <laughs> within less, oh less than a God. mile, so I'm getting jerked off by these like hot Asian <laughs> chicks on the daily, spending, and I had no money, like I literally barely had any money, so I'm spending all the, I'm spending my rent money on hand jobs and, and cocaine. That's how you bad. You had the cocaine though. Yeah, but, okay, but then I used it all, then I get more. <laughs> 
more. <laughs> I'm like, let me get an eight ball now. I already wear it through this zip. It, it was not glamorous. And then one day, I went to the fucking, um, I went to the massage parlor. And the, you, this is how cold this bitch did me, all right? The, I go in. I do the whole massage thing. It's getting close to closing time. The chick's closing time. She's supposed to jerk me off at this point. And then like another customer is like there and she's like, okay, we're done. Because I want she wanted to serve one more customer. And they only had time for that. So I was like, I wasn't gonna get jerked off. So I was fucking furious. This bitch is asking for a tip. I'm like, tip. You're supposed to massage the tip. What oh the my fuck? God. I'm glad and I like, never lived this timeline. So so then I go back and I'm like, I need this I, sounds I, so terrible. Like, I need some pussy right now. So I order like I'm looking online. I order like a really expensive prostitute. It literally overdrafted my account like this was a really expensive like for me it was like 1500 was it like, worth it though yeah, absolutely <laughs> i i'm glad that even absolutely. in my most hard up she times, was so hot and so freaky you know like, what the overton window is no it's like the realm of possible yeah, things yeah, yeah, okay. that are sort of okay. allowed in yes. a given scenario and then sometimes you have somebody like donald trump who is like basically expands the range of things I that are considered acceptable you know overton. so like I'm glad that my Overton window did not include <laughs> prostitutes at the horniest parts of my life. Bro. Like when I think about when I just had spans where I just was striking out and just getting unlucky pussy wise and I was just dying inside that I didn't know that that was or not that I didn't know because I just that wasn't I feel like that doesn't seal the deal for me. I, I want to feel wanted. I want to feel admired and adored. Absolutely. And that I don't feel like I'm getting from a prostitute. So the actual act of having sex, I get it yeah. how that's desirable, but like I feel like the thing that I was really looking for was like that feeling of like acceptance as well. But do you understand like that as you should feel, but what drugs do, particularly cocaine, is you're operating on your lizard frequency at a certain point. You mm. don't have time for abstract thoughts. Emotions are out the window. It's pure carnal desires. Mm. At a certain point, I'm just thinking about tits and mouths. Once you, yeah. Like, it's just literally, I close my eyes. It's cascading. <laughs> it's, it's like a game of Tetris with tits and yeah. mouths falling. Once bro. you've just like, like, but also once you've just accepted that, money like because the the prostitutes you're fucking you still might feel like they have a degree of liking you right, right. like you're you're either deluding yourself or they're kind of attempting to delude you suspension so, of disbelief so you sort of believe and in some cases it might even be true where i think like a lot of like especially high profile dudes they're paying for pussy and the chicks really are pretty geek to be being paid to spend time with this guy i've known fucking porn star chicks i knew fucking charlie's angels i was fucking with those chicks and i fucking said something on a podcast like bragging about fucking banging charlie's angels and shit and then it came out that he had aids and uh people kind of got Jesus on me for that Christ. but uh, i have a charlie sheen story yeah too. I, I don't have aids at this time you went to one of his parties you did eight, eight gram rocks with him i was selling I was selling yay to Charlie Sheen at one point. Whoa. I'm sure a lot of and people were. Yeah, yeah. I was selling yay to him, and we were partying, like, and I was doing lines with him, and I didn't, like, I didn't share a bill with him. Like, I had my own bill, but I was almost <laughs> Yeah, shared, please tell him. I almost shared a bill with I'm him. I'm pretty sure you can't get AIDS from fucking snorting I, coke with I someone. Don't know. That's like the toilet this seat was myth. Before, I found out, like, within a few days of that. Like, right. The, like, oh, yo, by the way... 
I got AIDS. Right. But and those, I was, those chicks, I knew that they were like getting money and shit. But, and then they're like his girlfriends. But they're also like lost in this fog of doing hella coke with them. Isn't so, he with Denise Richards? I don't know what he's doing now. But yeah, I was also fucking with a chick who I think was kind of like on the outs with the Charlie's Angels. She was kind of getting excluded from being paid to go and fuck with. And I also feel like Charlie's Fallen Angel. Yeah, exactly. When you get to the point of like extreme coke abuse, I feel like sex becomes way less important because you just can't get a, a hard dick and you end up weird as fuck. And that in itself, my friend, is the crux of a cocaine addict, because it is still just as important, but your body has literally failed you at this point. I have memories of like this one chick that I was like actually homies with, but we like had started fucking right back in Long Beach, and one day we left the bar and we go over this one BMX dude's house, do hella coke, go back to the house, and we're trying to fuck. And Math it's like, Hoffa? <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and it's like, <laughs> but bro, it's like the, the fact that we were actually cool made the fact that my dick was not working like really embarrassing. Embarrassing and her, yeah. her having to do the emotional labor of like sucking my dick to get it hard when I'm coked the fuck out and it's like three o'clock in the morning, it just totally changed the dynamic because I'm like hyper aware of like how annoyed she probably is to have to be like sucking my dick with a dry mouth. Yeah, yeah the gummy worm. I'm going out into the kitchen, refilling the jug of water with a tap. And Here, <laughs> drink this. <laughs> No, like I can't. I can't strap her up to an IV. I can't even tell you the amount of girls that I used to fuck like high as hell on hella drugs. Right, it's an art. With a half soft dick, thinking I was killing it because the drugs had me so delusional. But you also have to like like, sweating all over this poor girl. Like what the fuck? But I remember having experiences where I would be coked the fuck out, and there was this one girl I used to fuck with in Long Beach that was fucking normal. All your coke stories are in Long Beach, huh? That was a large percentage of my coke doing. Yeah, but I remember just kicking it with this chick one night and I'm doing hella coke and fucking the shit out of her for hours in the way that only a dude who is on coke can do right and I just remember like locking eyes with her and being able to like read her mind that she's just like <laughs> stone cold sober just marveling at my coke dick yeah that I'm just like hammering the fuck out of her pussy for hours and she's just like in awe of this fucking drugged out zombie man and it really she liked it. It kind of like in my euphoria, it like just made me see myself for what I had become and how fucked up off coke I was, and that I kind of knew that I had to probably stop doing this you at were some a point. A dick monster that, in that moment, yeah. That, that's when you hit him with the American Psycho and look in the mirror and flex. I mean, really, I was not able to consent in that moment, and she took advantage of me. She hey. did. That's fucked up. According to Mrs. Girl, that's a rape. I should hit her up, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, it's scandalous. For sure. She did you wrong, my boy. You know the pod is transpiring into nothing once we start telling like coke stories from back in the day. No, I think that's when it <laughs> reaches its apex. Probably personally. a lot of people think that's when we're at our best. I want to see the Lush interview way more now because this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're ready, my boy. I had like a weekend of meth. Don't you know want, that? Did, yeah, I've heard your meth story. Yeah, I had I've a weekend you. of just pure... Fucking, you want to know one weird aspect of that that I don't think I ever told is that this girl I was fucking with was a porn star, right? And somehow, once we do meth together, the whole time before this, I had resisted watching her porn. I had never hopped on Pornhub and searched her name. All of a sudden, we're doing meth, and I turned into a fucking weirdo. We're watching her porn on my iPhone while we're banging until like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's off, meta off as Off the fuck. meth. Yo, 
and watching her get like humiliated and fucked and like off the meth because meth like notoriously is this like super good sex drug, right? It is. Oh yeah. It is. This was a night to remember. Oh, oftentimes when I tell the meth story, I kind of focus on how bad the hangover was and how fucked up it was and how I never did it again. But the actual like prime of being in it as a sex drug, meth be hidden. The first three times I did meth, I was I didn't know that I was doing meth. Yeah. A lot the, of people the, probably the, have that effect. The first three times yeah. I didn't know. But, but you fucked with it. Yeah, but like, so the first time I did meth, um, I was in the Bay Area. I'm probably like 19 or 20 years old. My girlfriend at the time was like five years older than me. And she's very attractive, Puerto Rican chick, um, hairdresser chick, whatever, you feel me? Mm. And I would, um, she was a tweaker, full-blown tweaker. I wasn't aware. She was. It was very easy for her to manipulate and run game on me because she was a lot older than me and a lot. I mean, obviously, women are craftier by nature than men are, and um, and at her being older than me and me kind of being wet behind the ears in a lot of aspects, she was able to manipulate me quite a bit. So she was a tweaker. I didn't even know it, mm. and um, I was a stoner. That's how this porn star that I'm describing. She was a fucking meth head, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, more experienced in life. It's nice to be naive enough that you don't realize that the person you're hanging out with is on hardcore drugs <laughs> yeah and to the and this was my girlfriend and to the like you know i'd be a stoner so i'd just smoke weed and have a couple drinks and then pass out at a regular time like 11 p.m and meanwhile this bitch is you know moving wired eight, up yeah wired up geeked all night long and would get annoyed that i'd be falling asleep right so one night she wakes me up in the middle of the night and she's like baby like you look dehydrated here drink this she hands me a soda. It's a Coca-Cola. I drink it. She starts going down on me. You feel me? Like, we have crazy sex for like three hours. It's yeah. like incredible sex. I don't know that I'm on one, though. Mm. And then it's over. It's, we, we had a great night. Cool. I don't think about it. Months later, when her addiction has culminated in her being so skinny that and she's lying, she's telling me, like, I think I might have HIV. This is in the early 2000s. Whoa. When AIDS was really scary. Mm. There's just like a prominent fear. I'm not saying AIDS isn't scary now, but it was just way more. It, like, there was no fucking cure. There was, mm. there was no type of re regime you could be on to live a healthy life or a happy life while you have HIV. Like, there is now. I'm not saying I would want to succumb to that fate. But back then, it was just a terrifying I prospect. was just talking about this with You Mike remember Rashid. what I'm talking about. Me and Mike Rashid were just talking about this. How, like, when I was, like, 19, 20, like, I fuck one girl with no condom, and I'm terrified. Right. Thinking I might have AIDS. Right. Like, it just seemed like so much more of a threat so, at that time. So she lied to me, saying that... She thought that she had HIV because there was no explanation for why she's losing all this weight. But the, but the <laughs> reality is, right away. This bitch is a fucking tweaker. Like, I remember Valentine's Day. Like Pac -Man. I, I walk into her house on Valentine's Day. There's hearts, paper cut out hearts all over the apartment, looking like chicken pox on the wall. And I'm just like, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? She's like, I thought it would be nice. I'm like, damn, this bitch is kind of weird. Then, so she finally comes out with it. Yes, I've been on meth and by the way you remember that one night when i woke you up and blah you blah blah, blah you were too wow and i was like and i had been surprised i always hated meth and i hated tweakers and was like outspoken against tweakers and like if i saw if, I, if one of the homies was on meth we'd pack them out and you know i'll keep talking about meth for a second i gotta piss again i can't believe i'm doing this but i want to hit the three hour mark yeah we definitely yeah, yeah. we ain't no custers
Not at all. We still got a bunch of news items. Do you want me to keep talking about? I man? still got yeah, more topics. Like, I got way this more. Is in, this is intriguing. This I got to inter- Okay. So the second time, have you heard of a? I know you've been a performer for years. Great rapper. Appreciate it. You um you I know you've been to um South by Southwest in Austin. Oh yeah, for sure. Have you ever been to the Multiple other? Times. Have you ever, ever been to Austin City Limits? No. That so that's a slightly I mean significantly smaller festival, but it's still popping and it's the same thing, but it's just for like I think one or two days where they shut down Sixth Street. There's there's dope shows in every single bar and it's like it, it's a really popping thing out there. And um so I was my crew was doing um Austin City Limits. So we did a performance out there. One of my homies is drunk as fuck, right? Like we all kind of scatter after the show. We're off doing our own thing. This is 2010. One of my homies is, and, and he's like a really loud, verbose, ignorant drunk. He's in the mix with people, you know, acting a fool. And um, so I'm kind of like babysitting him. I'm gonna make sure we get back to the hotel safe after the show. So he's like, he's walking up to fucking random girls like, you're fat. Like, like just like being a menace about to be. I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My friend's drunk. I apologize. Like, please, please, like, just forgive us. We walk away. You know, what I'm they, he's walking off, walking up to other chick like, show me your tits. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's drunk. Please forgive him. Don't trip. It's all good. He's just acting a fool. Damn near starting fights with dudes. And I'm, I'm like, come on, please. My homie's drunk. Just give us a pass. Like. I finally navigate the the intricate maze of 6th Street to get back to the hotel we're at. We get back and he's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, cool, yeah, let me get let me buy you a burrito right quick <laughs> so you can, you know, feel a little better so you're not hungover in the morning, whatever. So I'm going, I, we walk to the taco truck. As I'm paying for this fucking green chili burrito or whatever, I, I, I notice out of the corner of my eye, as we're ordering first, these two chicks, and they for sure look like prostitutes, and they look all very, very young. They look very young, disconcertingly young, to the point where Mr. Girl might be attracted to them. That's how, <laughs> that's how young they looked. Maybe they could have been in cuties. <laughs> yeah, they could have been in cuties. N- not, not, not quite could have been in cuties, but they were definitely <laughs> Kylie Jenner when she was 17. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm using a lot of... Internal references right now. Uh, but you're going meta on them. Yeah, I'm going very meta. Meta yeah. like watching the bitch fuck while you fuck her. Like welcome you to No Jumper. Yeah, yeah, meta like fucking Hyra from the back with an iPhone in my mouth. Droolest podcast in the world. Sorry, house and, phone. <laughs> and um, so... I'm hoping that the homie doesn't see these girls because I know he's going to try to talk to him or whatever and stir up some trouble. As I'm paying... Stir up some trouble. <laughs> yeah. As I'm paying for the burritos, I look over, he's V-lining for them. He's like, is it V-line or B-line? He's going straight towards Show these... Show me your tits. Yeah. He, and then at, by the time I finish, like getting my change and I walk over to them, he's already like, hey, we're going to go back to their room and hang out with these girls. And I'm like, um, I should go too because I don't want this dude to fuck with some underage hookers. And like, no, that's not happening on my watch, bro. You're not doing that. Not on tour with me. Like, you should I'm, make another Mr. Girl reference now. Keep it even more meta. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna go Mr. Girl yeah, on him. I'm not gonna go Mr. Girl with with these little girls. Mr. So, Girl, I wonder how he feels. About they're being staying. A here. They're staying in the same hotel as us. We get to the hotel room. And the, these chicks, are like, one of them's like, oh, my my boyfriend's from Florencia 13. Like, and I'm just like, yo, this is getting worse every single second. Like, 
In Austin, yeah, bro. Like they're, they're everywhere though. Yeah, you know how it'd be like. He's, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's the L.A. game. She's like, oh, whoop de whoop de whoop. And then I'm like, um, I'm like, okay, this is like a very slimy situation right now. And then, um, slithery, slithery, mm. slithery, like T.R.L. with both of his hands broken, oh, like his other hand God. broken. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into a snake. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then I noticed some cocaine on the table. And I'm like, well, the dynamic certainly is shifting in here, isn't it? Like, <laughs> this, this is turning into my kind of party. So I asked them, like, yo, like, th that's blowing? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, why don't you, like, do a little bit real quick so I know you're not an undercover cop, so this isn't entrapment. Then they're like, wait, do you hear that outside? They're, like, running to the door. And I was like, okay, we're about to get set up by some fools from Florencia right now. But then she does the line. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little more comfortable. So I do a line. It burns a little bit it more. It burns a little bit. A little bit more than I'm used to. I'm like, this is a bit cocaine-ish, but a it bit burns. something extra. When you laugh, you look like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it's is not it, even a diss. Like, R.I.P.? Yeah, R.I.P. Ray yeah, Liotta. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. Too soon. Yeah, too yeah. soon. How dare too you? Soon. Too soon. You look like the Goodfellas meme when he's laughing. I like it. And then, um, then I... I didn't realize anything was off, but then five hours later, when I'm talking to a random girl on the phone and masturbating in the bathroom, I'm like, yeah, that was not blow that I did. That was something extra. Right. So. All right. Speaking of mental health, I have another topic. Bust it. YK Osiris having a meltdown on social media. Yeah. No Jumper caught a lot of heat from people because whoever posted on social media, I have a hunch it could be poetic fuck yeah <laughs> when they think? tweeted it out the caption they put was yk osiris is pissed off that drake and little baby don't fuck with him anymore when you watch it in its entirety he's threatened it, suicide it kind of feels more like he's like feeling like killing himself so yeah. i understand why people are offended but you know whatever yeah i feel bad i mean i feel real bad man he's going through it but at the same time i mean i feel like he's just being more open about Things that like a lot of rappers, if they were to be more honest with the public, are probably going through, like as in the vast, vast majority of rappers who ever have any kind of spark yeah. to their career at some point, but, they end up feeling like nobody cares but anymore. But I feel like his whole career, yes, he's been like looked as as like a punchline yes. from day one. But he's been willing to make himself the punchline for attention. And in some sense, to, that's maybe made people take his music less but, serious. You know, trying to fit in. Like you're a brand new artist. You're hanging out with niggas like Drake and you're singing, you're doing this. People making jokes about well, what you. What kind of that? numbers does YK Osiris do at this point? Is he, he actually he's had a, some hits. Is he irrelevant at this point when he drops an album though? He, I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's had hits, but I've never. I don't know about album. I've never been somewhere in a YK Osiris song comes on I don't think in my life I'm very much outside the category of R&B so I don't really know like how he is thought the of the deserved song like it was yeah that, that was big. that was a big record that was a big record but and, it and it's like I actually like that song but th does part of you feel like yeah reality check yeah a lot of rappers get to hang out with Drake and Lil Baby a little bit at some point in their career and then realistically they're just not going to be around those rappers consistently in the future. And no, most of them don't really like whine about it publicly, right? I think it was more the female that he was talking to. He's like, my baby mama said, nobody fucks with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He don't fuck with you. Shit. Like, and him coming to the realization, like, damn, maybe these people really don't fuck with me. I don't think, other, I don't think until now he really thought that people didn't fuck with him. But do you, you feel like he sounds entitled? 
Well, it's, it's the emasculation aspect of it, right? Like, like not only am I falling off, like, in my girl's eyes, in my baby, she's, like, she she's like, thinks shit. that I'm less of a man, and she's using my plummeting career and declining numbers even at, as fodder e- for our, her arguments. Even at the objective lowest points in my career, my girl, I don't think, ever even considered, like... No, that's weaponizing a, that against me. That's but a for low sure, blow. that's the type of shit like that a girl could do that could be the I, most I harmful that. shit that you could ever imagine. When I you try to lie. shit on your career my and your relevance. Mama, my baby mama did that to me. And mm. I was like, that's the most coldest shit ever. My, ex, you my ex-wife too. She was like, that's why you ain't got no plaque. Woo! I was like, ooh. Except for on your teeth. I was Woo! like, but, but you know what the, um, the thing is? I feel like it's damn near... a. Not this necessarily, but I always got the sense because we don't hear about YK Osiris unless there's this type of controversy attached to his name. The first time there was really noteworthy news items about YK Osiris is he was with Lil Baby at Icebox getting roasted for Don't You Owe Me 10 Racks? Where's my money at? Whoopty whoopty whoop. He's like, Oh, come on, you buying all this ice? That's the first time we really saw anything and then about you y- with Drake. And then it's then like, you with Drake. And I'm gonna like, have you pay your debt off if you come sing him. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Sing deserve it in my living room. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I, I wouldn't really know about him if it wasn't for all the viral shit, like him, and, him declaring he's the king of R&B and stuff. Because I'm not an R&B fan, but that doesn't really like equal people listening to you in the long like run, a right? Positive person. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a real nice but guy. I, I do. It, and I'm not saying this is the case, but it seems like there's a publicist capitalizing off of these moments to try to elicit some type of controversy and sympathy from the masses. Well, but you which, can't just assume it's a publicist because a lot of these meme pages, like for us, for instance, we're very much incentivized to take the most salacious parts of his fucking live stream where he was pouring his heart out and just clip it and turn it into content. You know, like I, I would kind of almost expect everybody on the team news-wise to be thinking about that content like that, you know? When I say publicist, I mean marketing campaign. I mean, that could be true right. because to be honest, we do get paid straight up at like it's not it's it's always through a PR company but you can kind of tell a lot of times that like rappers want to plant stories about themselves right. and we don't we just kind of let them sometimes which I sometimes wonder if there's a smart idea they plant memes yeah yeah they totally. literally plant, that have nothing to do just to have the the artist's name in a conversation around the time they're planning a release now do I feel like YK Osiris is ex- is mental health is being exploited for the sake of a marketing scheme I would never put that on him because I don't want to toy with anyone's emotional well-being. Unless a single come out this week. However, however, I would be remiss to not think it's within the realm of possibility. I mean, yeah, we all know that rollout arcs are always kind of contrived. Like, let's be real, little baby. I don't think him mentioning academics two times on his record is a fucking accident. I think no. that they're very, very conscious of the fact that that's going to make for some content, and they probably even to some extent know that he's going to get into trying to talk about his street shit or whatever. You know, it's like if you if you diss something, that's the old because that's the oldest trick in the book. That's Eminem dissing Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears. You know, anybody. you diss. Any kind of public figure, it gives you a perfect storyline to go with. And that's why rappers always do some viral shit. I won't even put myself past that. If I drop a book, 
I might have to do some wild ass shit just to get some headlines that week <laughs> just to give people a reason to talk about the book, you know? Because that's literally what a PR team is going to do with you is sit you down and try to figure out... Just so, slap your ear. Well, just something that's essentially the equivalent and nobody would even care about that. <laughs> that would only get me clout in the Tent Talks realm. Yeah. But like, that's what a PR company is going to do is they're going to sit down and they're going to coach you on creating something that is basically the equivalent of when the boxers are doing the face-off and they end up pushing each other and right, shit. You know, right. that shit's all the same fucking category. Which, speaking of, actually, I didn't even fucking watch it, but I understand that M to the K uh, vanquished mm-hmm. fake Drake when they all faced the off. Their, they, their battle happened, or the fight happened this weekend, and I didn't Stole see it, him. but I, I believe, I've been led to believe that M to the K won, so fake Drake. I mean, if you watch that podcast, he took a pretty bad L in the context of that podcast. Yeah, did his, didn't his bitch say he she was finna sky out if he <laughs> lost the fight? Like, it's super. It was really hard to tell if they were acting or if this was like a real conversation. But yeah, she totally said that if the real Drake hit her up, that she would way rather fuck with him. It was fucking. And if weird. he lost the fight, she's bouncing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm sitting there having this conversation, having a what hard a supportive time. girlfriend. But I couldn't tell if this was Is real. Is it really or not. his girlfriend? No. We can't tell. That TikTok with her in it got flagged for like adult sexual content or like nudity. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. She no had like, yeah, I mean, she looks crazy, but this, the, the, the waist is like. Yeah. So it's the whole thing. Well, she's yeah. like the biggest fake ass you've ever seen and the biggest fake boobs you've ever seen. Yeah. One of them. Okay. I ain't really mad, Shorty. You gotta respect get it. Get yours. You might wanna just go cartoonish with it. You might wanna go, uh, what's the chick from. Uh, Bugs, Bugs Life, Lola. N- no, yeah, from oh Lola Bunny, the old Lola, not the new one. Lola Bunny, you talk, yep. Yeah, I, I'd for sure beat. Go Lola with it. The new one, I'd for sure. I mean, <laughs> Lola Bunny. In you general. see Space Jam too? No, I didn't. Have you actually been getting pussy, or are you too depressed? Depressed for that? It's it's not that I it's not that I haven't been getting pussy. Sound like Flacco. Yeah, I got to be careful with this right here. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I. I'm hesitant to open my heart to other women in general. And I'm at the point where the idea of just like fucking is way less appealing than having the security and support of a partnership with you a girl need that I have mental support right I, now. I feel like to me, it's just way more appealing. You don't need thought. pussy. You need a therapist. I have a therapist. She's very expensive, too. No, but you should also be using women as makeshift therapists. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't, like, it's not... And prostitutes, I'm, really. I'm also, like, emotionally intelligent to know that it's not fair to w- whatever woman I'm talking to to, like... Dump put, that on them. Yeah, to put that type of pressure on them. That's so. mostly what I want from them. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Sit around, hear me out. Nah, I get a lot of that out on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, and in the group chat. If I didn't have this, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing. Sometimes, right. well, you didn't have this until like a week ago, but here right, we are. Right? But, but <laughs> about a week ago. Well, no, a week you, ago. You, I, I'm sure you were dumping your feelings out with disaster. Yeah. Talking to Math Hoffa and whatnot. No, no, no. This, this, this is this hit different. Right well, here. sometimes I think about because I was always a person who whoever I was fucking, I was putting them on my fucking story. I was, you know, I was just always like that. Obviously, with pork talking shit, I'm like that too. But I always think about how if I was single. I would be the most secretive fucking person in the world about what chicks I was kicking it with. It always starts like that. Yeah, for sure. It would start to get out. Well, but like I always intended to be single and never happened. Yeah. I, I've been because they start pushing the issue and trying to put pressure on you to fucking wife them up. 
Lena was a booty call. Look, I've been here. We are. I've I've been same as my girl. Let's say I've been dating women since I was thirteen years <laughs> old, right? I've been black twin. <laughs> it's been twenty seven years of me fucking with girls, right? Right. I'd say I was single for maybe a total of three of those. Would max. you say that like pussy has the lowest law of diminishing returns of everything in life? Like I feel like there's all these things in life that feel great when you first do it. The first time you drive a car 100 miles per hour feels great, right? You do it a thousand times, it doesn't. It's kind of whatever. Right. But I feel like pussy is like one of those things that even as you grow older, it keeps seeming more and more exciting in a lot of ways. And that is why Be- it's the most valuable three inches of real estate in the entire fucking world. That is a good point. And it's also because as you get older, you become a less desirable sex partner. Most people is do that anyway. True? I is mean, that true? The average person... I mean, Unless you got meth. To men, less. <laughs> That's a good point. The That's why a lot of people roll around... Know- that's my advice to any dude. You want to get some pussy? Roll around with a bag of coke. The pussy yeah. will come to you. Facts. You'll find it. I hate. Facts. I hate that I have to give that advice, but it's true though. Because as you get older, you become less desirable. So like the chicks that you might be fucking when you're 50 years old are probably less attractive than the chicks you were fucking when you're 20 years old. But they still feel hotter because you're older, and it's like more improbable that you're getting pussy, right? Unless you're a motherfucker like me who. Although, let's say my looks have diminished over the years, right? I've seen some of your old battles. I guess you could say I that. Was yeah. a, I was a I'm way better looking dude at certain points. Not to say that I couldn't get it back. We got to get you in the gym. and, and Absolutely. Hey, bro, if you get AD teeth, and yeah, then yeah. You get, and if you get a yeah. chin again, a neck, oh, bro, you'll be, you'll be a straight Chad. Maybe It'll be a whole... A- Bro, I, the people will go crazy. I can document it on TikTok. They'll love it. Adam22, follow me on TikTok. Oh we got to document the but lush body transformation, yeah, bro. Yeah, we do. We do. We let's do. do that. But, but give him the liver say, now. Let's just say. We'll give him the liver. First step. Here's the thing. The, the primary appeal to fucking with me has never been my looks. It's always been my personality, which has only gotten stronger over the years. So in essence, I'm able to get more attractive women now than ever before. That's why the I, world is you so You can only unfair. go up. Yeah, yeah. There's almost no women that would tell you that their sexual prospects are better at 40 than they were when they were 20, if you know? You, if you, well, that's a different conversation for women um, and how they age. But, right. but let's just... It's just realistic. Men I mean, tend to age more gracefully in a lot of ways. And men are just judged on different metrics. Right. Like people are looking for men to be rich and confident and strong and worldly, and people are looking for women to be hot and young. If I was, like, if, if I was super in shape and chiseled and all that, it would be unfair. Because I already <laughs> got too much personality. Like, you got to love this blind self-confidence. No, I'm like... <laughs> Not blind, since you know your own life experience. No, I, I, I'm like, look, I'm devastated right now i'm at the lowest point of but you seem like you're having fun with it i know it seems I'm like i'm going on soft white underbelly in two days how happy can <laughs> I, I be that's fine. what the fuck like, like you know that you're depressed and you're just kind of like in awe of it because you know that this is like sort of an awkward stage of your life which is yeah. different than when you're young and you're depressed and you don't really know what being depressed is i'm essentially homeless right now you've listened to enough not- kid <laughs> cuddy you're familiar with mental illness yeah you're homeless i'm not homeless but where are you I staying don't- at a shelter no <laughs> no I'm say, please josh go stay at the penis houses here bro i live here oh my that's yeah. why you're here so much yeah that's why <laughs> hey is that why the, the front bathroom is always in use Josh, should we say something when we find out that he's sleeping on Bossa Nova's couch? Oh, my God. He's sleeping in Trev's studio? I'll let no. you. I got a couch for you, Lunch. Nah, the I'm... penis houses. Look, Not I'll, the fucking penis house. I'll just keep it a thousand. So <laughs> when, when I would come to L.A., 
after because you know I'm living with my fiance or my ex in Philadelphia, and I'd come out to L.A. for extended periods of time for work. I would rent furnished apartments for a month. I'm you know. Um, times are a lot less financially advantageous to me right now, aka I'm hella broke at the moment, and I'm staying in my. What a promotion today! I'm staying in my parents' house, mm. so that's where I'm staying. That's lit. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. do that if I had to. And I definitely it makes me feel bad being a 40 year old doing that, but I'm on my way to getting up out of there, getting my own spot. It's also been like I've been hesitant to do it because then like that's coming to terms with the finality of my relationship. You make like, everything it's seem really great. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just keeping it up. <laughs> you have like saying. a pretty good attitude about a pretty miserable situation, which I respect. But like, I say you, that to say, if you check out my Pokemon card collection, I got Poke I got Pikachu, Charizard, and Ain't No Snorlaxes in my collection, aka every bitch that I've been with is hella bad. And you can check, you can pull the receipts. No jigglypuffs? No jigglypuffs. Well, they got them jigglypuffs, but that's Any Mr. Mimes? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> don't do me like that, bro. Dudes, don't, don't do me like that, dog. Ash, what about Ash? What about Brock? <laughs> what a, yeah, is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a, I'm not Mr. Girl. Fucking <laughs> 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 a Pokemon character. <laughs> no, fucking the little boy that says Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> That's my advice for the people at home. If you want something to do after this, go watch the absolutely bizarre Mr. Girl interview, and then also watch Sludge Lords. And this, and this entire interview will be contextualized a lot better if you do see that. And watch me work out on TikTok on live, which I might actually do tomorrow, which is the most pathetic see, sentence I've ever said. If people saw me work out, they'd be like, <laughs> like that would get more views than the entire, <laughs> the entire No Jumper channel. Dog. Yeah, but I'm not fucking Ronnie Coleman either, though. So I'm a little bit nervous about it because I don't know how cool I look working out realistically. I think you'll be all right. You look like kind of an idiot when you're working out. You know, you're sweating. You're yeah. out of breath. It's kind of embarrassing. People probably like it because it's like suffering. It's some Yuri shit. That's why I like, that's why I work out. It's super cutting. I, I act like I work out. Well, I don't fucking work out. Work out. Yeah. It's been a work out. Adam 22. I'm on the podcast. I'm trying to get in your mom's ass. Uh, I'm trying to eat it out. She got poop on her ass. <laughs> bitch uh, got poop on her ass. Uh, that bitch uh, got poop on her ass. On her mom's ass. Poop on her ass. Uh, tell him, Lush. She uh, got poop on her ass. Go. Poop on her ass on your mom's ass. I'm a broadcast like it's Comcast. Ooh. Chill out. We a Comcast. Uh, haters will not last. Uh, I'll put you on blast. Yeah, like poetic flock go. Who he eats a lot of nachos. Uh, and he's got a snot nose. Uh, and he eats the pot roast. Uh, I'm the apostle. Ooh. Yeah, cannot stop. Uh, 80s on the block. Uh. Bitches on my jock. Hopping like an ocelot. I challenge AD to rap and not sound retarded. Right now, give me a beat. Mm. I think mm. I trust him more. Mm. Mm. Dude, it got blistered. Yeah. <laughs>
because I tried to work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> I might jerk out. And like your high or something might squirt out. Yes, okay. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. I knew he could do it. Because he didn't hit the he didn't hit the spliff. No, it's just hey. it's just when like when you rap, I'd be like, my gator is up because I know Adam has something coming. And the, and the float, hey. and it just throws me off. And then he hits him with a roundhouse, and Josh comes in. <laughs> hashtag pound down. <laughs> I haven't jerked off since this morning. I might have to go revisit the Yahira tapes. Oh come Jesus on, come on. I hate to admit it. All right. Mr. Girl likes the rape. I'm going to watch the <laughs> Yaira tapes. <laughs> what a fucking Jake hat. <laughs> I still have so many questions. I still have to interview him again. I got mad questions. There's yeah. so much I want to know. Yeah. You feel like Flacco fucked it up? Yeah, but it was kind of great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I'm glad he did. He for sure <laughs> fucked it up, but it was great. All right. Appreciate everybody watched this. Thank you, Lush. Thank you, AD. Yeah. And, and next time, I could actually finish the story about how I got on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Tune in next time.